Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Good Screen. This is episode 45. My name is Russell. My name is Lauren. And that was probably the smoothest intro I ever did. Probably. Yeah. Get ready for a long one today, guys. This is our first uh, official uh, two-week... Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. There we go. I already fucked it up. (laughs) Um, Just in case uh, you aren't one of the five people on our discord because i didn't really put this out anywhere else i guess i'll officially announce it now uh we're switching to a bi-weekly podcast schedule mostly because of lauren's work schedule um we had a chance to technically do like last week we had two things to talk about as well so um we kind of i kind i liked that a lot yeah i like there was stuff that i was like mm, not talking about because i was like this is gonna be hell to record if i keep going but yeah. was it the case for you too? Um, no, because I didn't really have a lot to say last week. But this I week's a, different. I have a lot to say this week. Yeah. This is the first week in good screen <laughs> history where I'm gonna talk more about my good screen than Russell is. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Unless I just like pull stuff out of my butt. A pull boop. <laughs> a boop out your butt. <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're switching to a bi-weekly podcast schedule for the foreseeable future. Probably, if we like it, uh, probably forever. I was going to say, even <laughs> if I'd switch back to first shift. Yeah, I'd... it's kind of nice to do it bi-weekly. And then we could have longer, more well-thought-out episodes. Because we're yeah. planning on filming this in two parts. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, one for the movie we're gonna, we just saw. Yeah. Like, we're fresh out of the theater from the other, from the older movie. Because we're going to try to do an old movie and a new movie every Every two time, weeks. yeah. Except for the week that Barbie and Oppenheimer come out. That's going to be a huge one. That's going to be a double feature. Yeah, that one I might want to see if anyone else wants to tag along with us and then come back to the house and record. Yeah. Like, for a day-long, like, good screen day. A good screen day. Yeah. Yeah. That'll weirdly be right after our first year anniversary of the podcast, and I feel like that's a good season two opener. Aw, that'll be cute. Yeah. yeah. And if we get... I, I gotta plan that ahead of time. Will, party, you're, I know you're listening. You are invited. You're invited to Oppenheimer and Barbie mm-hmm. and podcast recording afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we do that one. Uh, oh my god, this is gonna be huge. Two but um, yeah. Two or three weeks from now, yeah. So... Uh, we're going to be doing this um, to, on today's itinerary, just to kind of lay things out. Mm-hmm. We're doing this all tonight and tomorrow night. But on today's podcast, you can expect to hear about uh, games we've been playing, mm-hmm. specifically games. We don't have TV shows today. Um, the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it called? Astro- the movie we just saw, Asteroid City, Titanic, mm-hmm. and Where We Were This Weekend. Mm-hmm. And screenless shoutouts. Other than your mom's house. Other than at your mom's house. Mm-hmm. Tell her I said hello. <laughs> tell her I miss her. And Skyward, <laughs> tell her I said good day. <laughs> um, all right, well. <laughs> I love seeing the audio farms of our laughs, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lauren's on the sticks today. I'm just watching the little box. You're usually on the sticks, though. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think. I don't think anyone calls it that. They call it that on another podcast I listen to. Which podcast? Uh, History is Dank. <laughs> What's that about? It's a Strider from Chad and JT Going Deep. Yeah. He has a podcast all about history, and like, he kind of puts a bro spin on it. But he starts every podcast with, 
Aaron on the sticks. Aaron, what up? And then Aaron goes, what up? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and officially start our podcast. So, Lauren, I will start with you for what have you been enjoying on the good screen? I'll just move back. Russell, have you ever heard of the hidden gem indie game? Uh, Celeste? Final Fantasy VII. I've been enjoying that very thoroughly on the good screen, and I only started playing it as a joke. Right. We Um, talked about that last time. So mm -hmm. at this point in the timeline of your awakening to Final Fantasy, yeah, you are uh, you are at the point, and I'm I'm pretty positive that this is where the first disc ends. You got out of Midgar, and you're like exploring. Oh my god, it was so fucking cool. All right, go ahead. Go. Okay. Spit your facts. <laughs> so I'll refill my water. I am about eleven hours into the game now. I am playing on the digital version on our PS5, so not quite true to the original form. Like I didn't manually have to switch the discs, right? But I am prob I'm probably definitely on the second disc now. Um, I think so. I'm out of Midgar. Yeah. I'm in the world. I just got Yuffie. Okay. By chance, I found her because the guide said, you have a 12.5% chance of finding her in the wooded areas. And so I found her like right away. Wow. Um, <laughs> But I don't have her in my party officially yet, but maybe I should move her over because okay. I only just got her. Yeah. Um, Who did you pick for your party when you moved out to the real world? Uh, Well, Cloud. Cloud. Tifa of course. And Tifa and Barrett. Can you not choose Cloud or do you have to choose Cloud? I think you have to choose. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. I really interrupted you. It's okay. So, I don't think I was very far in when I was talking about it last week. No, you you played for like an hour. Yeah, but I am very uh, indulged in the world right Invested. now. Invested. Invested. That's a better word. That's the word. word you're looking for. Yeah. So, my, my two favorite parts so far. One, the first one was the part where Cloud has to wear a dress. Yeah. When we were at the place we were at this weekend, um, which we'll talk about later, but I'll bring it up now, I found um, a booth that was a shop that sells their own like custom 3D printed figures. Right. Um, and so they have a, like a, a, an official series of like blind box figurines that you can get. That's like the polygonal. Yeah. Um, models. Yeah. I guess you would call them polygonal. It's called polygonal. Polygonal? I think that's the correct term. I'm choosing to not believe you. Polygonal. Polygonal, I think, sounds more high tech. Polygonal <laughs> sounds like Artur. That sounds like you, a polygamist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a polygamal. <laughs> I'm a polygamal in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your mom hear that. Um, so, anyways. I'm really sharp and jagged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, um, I did some research and I found out that the, like, secret blind box figure is Cloud in the dress. Um, but finding it was gonna, organically, was gonna be very hard. Yeah. And I could buy it online, but it's kind of expensive on its own. But also, the shop had a bunch of, um, models from the game. Yeah. That they had, like, custom 3D printed. It looks like 
they're painted and the eyes are like stickers put on there or something. it looks it looks legit it looks it's a little bigger than the ones i have yeah it's a lot bigger than the oh ones it's a lot have, bigger actually. never mind actually now that i'm looking at them yeah um it's so freaking cool so did you even mention that you're that you the part that's your favorite is the part where he cross-dresses or did you just bring that up i forget oh yeah i was talking about that that's <laughs> That's favorite part number one. And favorite part number two, which I wasn't expecting, was the part with the motorcycle. Yeah. When you're driving the motorcycle out of Midgar and it suddenly mm-hmm. becomes like a racing beat-em-up battle yeah. sequence. That was so <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. I recorded the whole thing, so Russell, feel free to I'm include gonna, snippets I'm gonna of it here. I'm going to put snippets of it in the editing because we're doing a little bit harder editing on youtube so yeah this will be all footage of lauren playing final fantasy 7 yeah just imagine me pogging so hard (laughs) yeah i was just sitting there i was like oh yeah that's right i i because i know the parts but i don't know when to expect them Mm -hmm. so like i was like oh she's at this part yeah yeah so i've recorded a lot of snippets and got a lot of funny little screenshots yep um and i also am tentatively planning on why is it suddenly verifying microsoft outlook please stop that (laughs) i'm tentatively planning on actually putting together a cosplay for cloud miss cloud miss cloud miss cloud okay um it'd be pretty simple yeah and i I think it'd be funny (laughs) all right that that sounds good um so you've played about 10 hours you got through like what the first disc of mm-hmm. the game and now i'm out in the world and you're like i am following a guide also yeah you like it's really helpful to have a guide for these games i don't really care you were looking for the brady games players guide at the yeah con we were at. yeah at the con the only one that i found was one that wasn't even for sale yeah it was just the company that a did like, one. the casing and the grading <sighs> i fucking hate that shit yeah, I got a picture of it though. So just imagine if I was able to buy this, I would pry it open, open it up and I would use it. Wow. Because <laughs> I asked him if it was for sale because I was just kind of curious on how much it would even be. It's a fucking guidebook. Right. You like, know, how I'm, much is that even worth? Yeah, keep going, Lauren. I'm going to look that up. Okay. And so I did look up online. I can buy it like a, a used version of it for like 20 bucks off Mercari if I want to. So I might do that, but I also found a guide online that I like. That's not spoilery. It just kind of gives you prompts on where to go and hints on what to do. And um, I'm seeing 20 to $30 on eBay. For a graded one? No, for like a one that you can read. Oh, yeah, just a regular one. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just curious to how much a graded one even be cost. And so I went up <laughs> at the booth. I went up to the guy and I was like, is this for sale? And he was like, no, it's not, unfortunately. We just have the stuff on display because we're the company that, like, grades them. And I was like, You tell him, isn't this kind of stupid? No, I didn't say that, (laughs) but I did tell him, like, oh, well, I was asking because I've been trying to find this guidebook while I've been here and I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. And in full honesty, if it was for sale, I would buy it and open it and use it. And he laughed at that. Really? Yeah, and he was like, well, I saw... He was like, well, I saw a few booths over, like, he, like, pointed that way. Like, he so kind of misguided you. He wanted to get you out of the booth. I guess so. But he was like, did you check those ones over there? Because, like, probably the one where we checked that had the big stack yeah. of guidebooks. We couldn't find it fucking anywhere. Couldn't find it, nope. Even when we went to our local game store, we couldn't find it. Yeah. I can't think of anywhere else that would have it. Do you think the library has it? 
No. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> they have manga. I don't think Why they have. have I don't think they have books. a video game guidebook from a game from '97. They have One Piece. Yeah, but like One Piece is still relevant. Game facts exist. All right, whatever. You know, the first time I ever went to the library was to um, not specifically, but the first time I went to the library because we only had dial-up. You know what? I don't even think we had dial-up internet. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the library and I got to go on a computer. Oh. And um, the first thing I did was go on Club Penguin. Natural. Because my friends told me about that. Yeah. And my friend Nick in in i guess in elementary school mm-hmm. he one time he showed me like he logged into club penguin and he told me his username mm-hmm. and i remembered it and i logged in <gasps> with his username oh my god yeah and i don't think i ever told him that oh my god but it worked and because <laughs> at that time you had to pay for pl- blah blah blah, 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 blah club club penguin yeah. so um it was like Something like goth. Wow. It was really bizarre because we were like 11. Oh. And, um, and no, um, I did Club Penguin and then I looked up uh, how to get somewhere in A Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. Because mm. I've been, I was stuck on that game for years at that time. Yeah. Because I was too stupid to figure out the puzzle. <laughs> and then I figured it out and I got like through the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was my roadblock. Um, I remember one of my first times going on the internet. It was because I got a Webkins for Christmas. Yeah. I was like nine or ten. And then you saw boobs? I mean, eventually. That wasn't oh. the first thing I sought out. Uh, <laughs> what I sought out before that was anime. Oh, yeah. And then boobs. And all of it was on my grandparents' uh, home PC that they kept in their office. Yeah. They had a computer room. The computer room. The computer room. Yeah, we had, uh, right soon after that, we got um, dial-up internet because my mom needed it for her business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would go on it occasionally. I would just download sprite sheets. Mm. And I would recreate them and paint. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I made little sprite comics, too. They're gone. I also, when I got into anime, so one of my favorite animes as an early teenager was Hitalia. Yeah. Which probably tells you a lot about me, maybe. I don't think you've ever mentioned that on here before, but you told me that a lot. Yeah. I was really into it. But there was a community of people who made, like, little paper dolls of them. And I was yeah. ravenous for them. I would go to my grandparents, and I would print out, like, ten of them at a time. And then I'd go home, and I'd close myself off in my room, and I would just put together these little anime boy paper dolls. And you'd look at them, and you'd drool... No, I would I would play with them. Oh. <laughs> I had them all lined up on a shelf and I would play And your with grandparents them. would come and be like, I thought this was just regular paper. Why does it look like paper mache? Ew. Ew. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm going back <laughs> to the subject at hand. Okay. Anyways, I've very thoroughly been enjoying Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Um, I was kind of disappointed I didn't see too much like merch of it at the convention we were at, other than what I bought. Lauren, the swords. Other than the swords. <laughs> you didn't let me get to that part. Other yeah. than the buster swords that they were selling. Yeah. Which, if I, if I go there next year in the cosplay, I do plan on getting probably the smaller one. Because they have one that's okay. not super big. Because how the fuck am I going to carry that around? It's bigger than me. Yeah. You had to go on your tiptoes with your hands I wasn't tiptoes. There. I just went like this. With it on like 0.5 cam. It's so to funny. Get the picture is going to be up on the screen right now. Yes, it is bigger probably, than me. It's probably my favorite picture of you. It's really good. Yeah, 
So, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably get the smaller one and, like, strap it to my back or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but... Yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot. I guess that's really all I have to say about it. It just makes me very excited. The game? Yeah. Um. So I'll go through what I've learned so far that I didn't know before, which is literally everything but the stuff that surprises me. Okay. Um, Sephiroth commits a lot of war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I woke up this morning. That was the first thing I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Sephiroth is a test tube baby. Right. He killed cloud's mom i guess yeah kind of i think so because the fire sure which i got a clip of that scene so you can put that there oh with him i love the the pre-rendered graphic the classic like like sephiroth brooding with the fire Mm -hmm. that's like iconic that's in that's his smash bros victory screen is it yeah (gasps) i I don't know if you never noticed that no yeah i'm pretty sure it is wow i'll have to look that up yeah um (laughs) i learned Cloud is kind of stupid. Okay. He's not very socially inept is what I've been picking up from his dialogue. He's not socially inept? He's just stupid? Well, he's like uh, very tunnel visioned. Yeah. But now as an adult. Because I guess... So in the cutscenes it said that was five years ago when he was 16. So I guess now he's 21. Sure. Yeah. That's what I've gathered. So now he's 21. He's a young adult. In the world. Yeah. Not part of the army anymore. But the world is literally opening up to him. Yes. So. Yeah. Maybe it'll get better. I don't know. I don't I think he's funny. I think I it's going to be handled a lot better in the remake when he gets out in the open world. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Cloud is definitely my favorite character. Wow. I was expecting. See, you were like, I love Sephiroth. And I was like, I don't think you'll really like him when you play the game. Like, you will hate him by the end. Because mm. he's really bad. I just think he's funny. Yeah, he's hilarious, Lauren. <laughs> we'll check back in next week or next <laughs> podcast when you're like 10 more hours into the game. When I've maybe beaten it. Yeah, and everyone listening is probably like, I don't know, Lauren, maybe Russell has a point here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, yeah, you're kind of like beelining through the game. Yeah, um, can I make some predictions? And I don't want you to confirm to me about whether... I only know like big story beats. Okay, well, I'm going to look away as I say this because I don't want to see it in your eyes if anything is true. Okay. Okay, I've turned the other way. My first prediction. Okay. Sephiroth is Cloud's dad. <laughs> My second I, prediction. I don't think, I do not think that's the thing. You mentioned that last week. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that is not, I don't think that's the big thing. Okay, no. If it is, I'm so sorry that I'm laughing at it. But, all right, go on. Okay, the other thing is kind of not really a big thing, but Cloud is also maybe also an ancient because we don't know who his dad is. Okay. I feel like there was something else. It's probably confirmed later on in the story, but I feel like Red was probably definitely a person. Now he's put in this weird dog body. Yeah. Because they said he's an ancient too. I need to play this game. I don't have no clue what you're talking about. Um, Red's the dog. I know, but I don't know what an ancient is. Oh. Do you want me to explain it to you? No, I'll play the game eventually. I am playing Final Fantasy IV. Okay. Which is not seven. Uh, But I'm working my way up. Remember JJ got me like all six of them? Yeah. Well, he got me five of the six because I already had four. Mm -hmm. But I'm up up to four and I've played four before. Which one's the one with Noctis? That is 15. That's 15? You might like that one now. Mm. specifically because they changed some things with the story because the story like really derailed 
but they changed it and they like flesh it out more. You might actually like that one. Mm. And I got it on, it's with the PlayStation Plus collection. Oh. So it's already like in my account. Okay. Very different game. Mm. I mean, I figured they're <laughs> all very different. That's all the predictions I have for now. Okay. That's everything that I could think of. Cool. Uh, I know the big stuff, and you're not even close (laughs) with the big stuff. So, um, I guess the because you said the third disc is mostly finale stuff. I think. So I guess I'll find out more of the big stuff later. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, all I know is don't fight the big red mech thing on the map. Mm, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I think it's like called Omega Weapon or something. Don't fight that. That You won't be ready. Okay, I'm not even ready for the snake <laughs> thing that's wandering around. Um, yeah, you're. I think either you're gonna go straight through the story, or you're gonna get to this one particular place, and just immediately stop playing the game, like mm. stop progressing the story because of what it is. Mm. Not because it's bad, but because it's really distracting. <laughs> is it a casino? It basically is a casino, <laughs> and, and like a, it's a theme park or something like that. <gasps> that's yeah, so fun. Um, it's like casino theme park kind of thing. Okay. It's called the Gold Saucer. I did see stuff about that mentioned yeah. in my guide. Something about a side quest. Yeah. Because stuff I'm doing now is already impacting that impacting that side quest. I think they're doing it for a very legitimate reason. And if you want to do like that fight I was talking about, you need to do that side quest. Mm. I think. Again, I've never played the game. But I just heard people talk about it so much. I just know little bits and pieces about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's why you've been enjoying on the good screen. Yeah. How long have we been going? Like an hour now? Uh, twenty three minutes. Oh wow. Um, so if you have any questions for me about my experience with Final Fantasy Seven, feel yeah. free to send them in. Um, Russell will be screening them so that I don't get any spoilers. Yes. Um, Laura doesn't yeah. look at any of the comments, so you can. I don't. You can say funny things. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Cool. Um, and Russell also told me that he's gonna have a gift for me when I beat the game. Yes, because I'm so happy. Yeah. That you're playing it. Okay. What have you been enjoying on the good screen? I'm still playing Zelda. That's it? <laughs> no, that's not it. Um, I'm playing Zelda. Um, I'm up to... I've, I've been playing it for 100 hours, which oh. is huge for me. Like, I don't usually play games that long. You've been in, also like, playing it month. very densely, yes. Yeah, and like... I'm at the point where I could end the game right now. I could just go yeah, to the Yeah, you end. told me you got the quest for beating Ganondorf. I got a quest that says destroy Ganondorf. And I think I mentioned that last week too. Mm-hmm. Or last podcast. I gotta stop saying last week. Yeah. And um, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to. Do- I keep finding new stuff to do. I'm not yeah. done with all the shrines. I got maybe three fourths of the depths map out. So do you want to complete all the shrines before you do the Ganon? Yeah, I want to, like, really... Because I you have, like, three stamina wheels. I have three stamina wheels and, like, a bar and a little over a half hearts, which is more than enough to... Because I got up to the point of the game where, like, there's, like, this, like... I guess, I don't want to call it, like, a skill check, but, like, there's a pretty tough battle. And, like, with the amount of hearts that I had, it was really hard to do, especially because the battle was, like, with the mm-hmm. gloom that makes your heart go hearts go away. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had no hearts. And, um... I was like, wow, I need to do the shrines. So I started doing all the shrines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to take a break. I think I have enough. But um, I'm going to go back and do all the shrines soon. And, like, I could probably put another 100 hours into this game just sticking around. Like, oh, yeah. Getting all the shrines and 
and uh, doing the map down below, get, filling up all my energy wells, mm-hmm. um, getting all the caves. I haven't even gotten all the caves and wells in the so game yet. If you have three quarters of the depth, do you have three quarters of the shrine done? Because doesn't the yeah, shrine I have stretch? about three quarters. Yeah. Oh wow. Because I I was what I was doing was in in typical efficiency status of me. Um, <laughs> I was doing the shrines for like an area, and then I'd go down and do like. Uh, depth. the depths area and i would i would view the map like on the the surface and like hover over the shrine warp point mm-hmm. and i would hit down to go to the depths and then put a little like leaf there to show oh. that there was yeah so i knew where That's to go smart. and i was like yeah i'm so smart high efficiency <laughs> um and and i did that for most of the map like some of them i found without that and mm-hmm. then when someone told me yeah they all they all link up i was like well well now i know how i'm gonna do all this mm-hmm. so um the ones in the sky don't match up, but there aren't that many in the sky. Yeah. Overall. Okay. Um, but yeah, so still really enjoying Zelda. Um, I also played a little bit of the original Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance because that's on the Switch Online service now. Like the first one. The, the first, first one? one. Yeah. Um, it's great on the Switch Online because you can reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something about the final version. Of- the version of Final Fantasy that I'm playing is yeah. you can speed things up. Yeah. Um, and do stuff like that, which I have only utilized a little bit, and mostly when I've had to redo boss battles, which has only been once so far. That's pretty good. Yeah, because I didn't equip the recover um, materia to Cloud when I was fighting... <laughs> uh, what? Rufus. Rufus? I think his name was Rufus. Mm-hmm. The guy in the white suit. With, like, red hair. Blonde hair. hair. Yeah, I think. I don't think it was. Oh, the guy with red hair? That was Reno. Yes. That was before that, though. No, that was the same time. Because there was, it was like at the same time, there was the one where it was like uh, Tifa, Eris, and Barrett going down the elevator. No, that was Rufus then. I watched this, Lauren. Russell, listen to me. All right. No, (laughs) listen. You recorded this. Be careful. Okay, either way, because there was one going on. It was like two boss battles going on at the same time. That was yeah. really cool. Um, it just basically was one straight to the other, but yeah. it gave you the chance to like do your materia and stuff for each boss battle, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, so there was the one where they were going down the elevator, which was super freaking cool, and I had a really hard time with the first time. Um, and then after that, it goes straight to Cloud and... Whoever it was, but I could swear that it's Reno. Actually, no, it is Rufus. Yeah, he had the gun. He was shooting Cloud with the gun. Yeah, he was shooting with the gun. Very politely waiting. And he had his little helicopter in the background. Because um, the part that I just did where they're in the mine. Yeah. There's like some new annoying woman. And she was going on about how she was filling in for him after the the battle. And like Reno respects him now. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and um but i didn't have the restore materia on cloud like i just totally forgot about it because i didn't realize that the material list it does they don't like move up they just kind of stay yeah wherever they were so i didn't scroll down far enough to see it so i game over it and i had to redo both boss battles it i was, feel like there might be a button that sorts them all to the top probably but i don't know now i know you know not going back to final fantasy 7 or anything well we are but I've realized just watching you play this game that 
um, the Legend of Heroes games, specifically the Sky games, take a lot of inspiration from this game. Mm-hmm. Like, the Materia that. system. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, the, probably the biggest one, but also, like, kind of, like, the organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, they, they kind of handle the whole, like, Isn't going... Isn't it also, like, a cop? Or an ex-cop? Yeah. And, like... And Cloud is an ex Lloyd, Lloyd and his brother is, like, a very similar dynamic to something you don't really know yet. Is Zach his brother? No. Okay. I don't think he's his brother. Okay. I but, know um, he fucks Aris. Wow. Okay. Well, I... Because... At one point, Aris was, like, alluding to dating someone. And I was like, did she date Sephiroth? There's a character in... Um, in Trails from Zero who... Um, dated Lloyd's older brother and his older brother died like before mm. the game started. So that kind of reminded me of that dynamic. Oh, but like I've seen in fan art, Aris yeah. and Zach. So oh, I yeah. I figured out. You'll have to play um, the, the Crisis Core remake before you play the re- the remake remake. It's a remaster of the PSP game because Crisis Core is the Zach game. Oh. That happened before the Final Fantasy Seven. Okay. And it's an action game, but it has a roulette wheel in it for some reason. Hmm. It's very different. It's very different, Weird. but the story is like apparently heart wrenching. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm finding that like I'll, I like I thought what what I thought was a pretty original story is just like oh Final Fantasy VII was awesome. Let's kind of do our take <laughs> on it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which I don't have anything wrong with. Like, there's enough different in those games, especially like the continuity of of it all. Mm-hmm. And how, like, they made the the church, like, good. Like, actually yeah. good. Like, it sounds like I'm like, praise the Lord. Yeah. You're not killing God. Like a true holy place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's always room for that to go haywire. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, it's, it's interesting seeing, like, that that game just pulls everything good about it. Not everything good about it. Some of the good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, from Final Fantasy VII, even like choosing which characters to interact with for like friendship points. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how much the friendship points have any stake in this game, other than achievements and stuff. I haven't found that not out. Not, I don't think not incredibly. But also, do Final Fantasy games before this one not have materia? No. Oh, it's a new. So it's a new thing. Yeah, there's it. the groundwork for it. Uh, before there was uh, in six, there was just like you know you learn moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, in five, there was like a job system, and like you, you would prestige jobs, and like you'd be able to like keep some of the skills on and go yeah. to another job. And then four was like everyone just kind of learned skills, and then three had jobs. And oh, I did learn how materia is made. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the first one with materia, and the only one with materia. Really? Yeah, they changed every Final Fantasy is different. I made some really harsh claims on sixteen. But, like, thinking about it again, like, the whole point of Final Fantasy is that it, it is, like, the last it one, or, like, it, you know. Is it the final fantasy? It, it's supposed to be, like, consider it, like, a, a final thing, like, so it has to be very different, right? Are like, they're all very different from fantasies? each other. What? Are there not going to be any more? No, there are. Oh. This is going to sell, like, hotcakes. Hot but, like, the fact that it's so different, but also, like, at, at the same time, kind of, like, Apparently it derails at the end, and like that's that's very Final Fantasy. So, yeah. so I'm like maybe I'll try it out, but I I really like I'm hearing some like overheating stories and and um 
like poorly optimized like sort of stuff from like Mm. but like also some people don't clean their ps5s out and live in like really like dusty pet hair ridden apartments and stuff so Mm -hmm. like maybe Maybe. just check your like run a little fan through it or maybe don't sit so close to your tv that you see each and every pixel i don't think that's the problem oh i don't know Um, also i am looking forward to playing the whatever you want to call it the remaster the remake of final fantasy 7 yeah yeah because they're kind of doing the three disc thing again but fleshing i think it's just going to be two discs Mm. i i I can't imagine them doing a third like remake game because it's just going to be like 10 years of like the same story okay well maybe that's a good thing for i don't know i'm not a fan of it so yeah all right cool anyways are you ready to uh start talking about the movie we saw today no because we had to talk about the nintendo direct oh <laughs> okay all right now that you've had your conversation you can have your all right let me pull up a list just in case like i forgot some stuff um i i slept most of the time you didn't sleep metaphorically no it was during the starfield thing starfield thing i literally fell asleep but i was also exhausted okay i'm pulling up a list of announced games everything that got announced okay here we go so it started out like kind of like snore mm-hmm. uh and then there was a detective pikachu game snore uh yeah i never played the first one and i, I like the movie was okay. the movie was good i liked the movie um might have to revisit it someday i think we said we it's a possibility but yeah um so yeah detective pikachu part two or whatever is coming out um a princess peach game oh wait this is all out of order what the fuck okay so the first big announcement was a mario rpg remake which is like huge Mm -hmm. um a lot of people thought that they would never go back to that game because it was a collaboration with square enix Mm -hmm. and it happened before the whole like falling out over final fantasy 7 the what Final Fantasy 7 was going to be on Nintendo 64 and then they switched to PlayStation after the PlayStation came out because the PlayStation Sony Nintendo did Sony dirty with the PlayStation Mm. because the PlayStation was originally an add-on for the Super Nintendo that ran discs really yeah and they were like ah we're gonna we're gonna actually team up with Philips and now we got YouTube poop so I mean we're we're living in the best timeline because now I can just go I wonder what's for dinner but like in another am i having a stroke what the fuck are you talking about all right about? so <laughs> okay back in like 1994 <laughs> no i'm sorry earlier than that like 1991 1992 um sony collaborated with nintendo and this is like okay i'm so sorry everyone this is like game history 101 okay okay so Sony collaborated with the Nintendo when they made the Super Nintendo and Sony made the sound chip. Sony was known for audio at that point. Yeah. And they eventually, I mean, they already had at that point made the CD. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo was like, hey, do you want to work with us on like making a CD-ROM like attachment that we can put on the bottom of the Super Nintendo? We got this little port on the bottom that we can plug it into and then we can run CD games like Sega's doing with the Sega CD because we want to beat them in the console wars because okay. Nintendo's way better. And Sony was like, yeah, let's do it. And they made a prototype. There's a really cool video of a guy who got his hands on one and repaired it. Oh. 
So, I mean, there's no discs to run on it, but he played a Super Nintendo game on it. Yeah. Um, and then Nintendo, at, at some trade show, was like, unbeknownst to, to Sony, was like, hey, um, here's our new CD partnership with Philips. Philips? Yeah. The other, the, Sony's like big competitor in the audio yeah. industry. Yeah. I was going to say, like, And Sony Philips? was like, what the fucking shit did you just do? Yeah. So... So Nintendo was like, yeah, sorry, bro. And that went on to be a disaster because they made the Philips... And then Sony said, I'm not your bro. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, Sony made the CD... uh, Sony. um, Philips and Nintendo uh, had a falling out as well over the attachment. So it never never existed. But Philips was like, hey, can we like at least use Mario and Zelda for like our CD thing? And they're like, sure. We don't really care about these like precious ips yet they've only been around for like five years mm-hmm. and then they made the philips cdi which is where oh they, that's what i was talking about okay where like the zelda like i wonder what's for dinner and yeah. and i'm so hungry i could eat like mario and luigi walking towards mushroom kingdom yeah. all that came from that falling out of like double falling out of that partnership okay and then sony took then, that technology and made the playstation Yes. It was even called the play, the Nintendo PlayStation. Really? Yeah. And like oh, on the, 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 the like This is like a bad breakup. Yeah, it's like a bad breakup. So <laughs> And you need the kid after the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so Sony was like, This this was awful. We're never gonna do games again and, and like someone at Sony was like, Well no, no wait, 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 wait a minute. We can cook. <laughs> This is our kitchen. Let's start cooking. Let's start cooking. So they started, I guess, like echoing what, what's happening right now with mm-hmm. like all the exclusive deals that they do. They just started like ripping shit from Nintendo and being like, hey, um, do you want to make something on our CD system? You can put more data on it. And that's how Final Fantasy moved from. There's even like a prototype of it looks like Final Fantasy VI, but it's um, on Nintendo 64. Mm hmm. Uh, but they, I guess, approached Square and they were like, hey, um, you can make Cloud ride on that motorcycle down the steps and only fill up a little, uh, probably half, honestly, of the, <laughs> of the of first the disc of the game. You can put this game on as many discs as you, as you want yeah, and, and people will love it. And it probably helped with like the graphics revolution, too. Do you think? The the Nintendo sixty four is technically more powerful hmm. than, than the, the first PlayStation. The, than the first PlayStation, but the PlayStation had more storage. You know what? Now that I think about it, the first PlayStation looks a lot like an N sixty four. If I'm remembering my console, it's gray. Actually. Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> I mean, I have a I have them both in a box over there. They they look pretty different. Let me cook. <laughs> She's cooking. Lauren is just learning everything she needs to know about every game. I'm going to refill my water. Okay. Or am I thinking of the Dreamcast? You are thinking of the Dreamcast. (laughs) You are 100% thinking of the Dreamcast. It and the Dreamcast, because it's top loading. And they're also like the similar shade of gray. Mm -hmm. But the PlayStation, they... They really, like, Einstein it out that first go with the controller. They were like, let's just put some handles on a Super Nintendo controller and add two more buttons in the back. <laughs> Literally. Like, the and original that's, controller. That's the standard. Yeah, that's the standard. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It doesn't have fingers. So, anyway, Super Mario RPG. <laughs> okay. 
was a game really, that Nintendo. Really yeah, was, wow. I'm, I'm so sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Super Mario RPG was a game that Nintendo and Square developed together. Okay. And um, I don't know if the Gooch was Hironobu Sakaguchi. He was the director of all the Final Fantasies up until 10. Oh. Some people consider that to be the end of the series when he really? left. Because he had that much of an imprint on it. Hmm. Kind of like I how think I might be one of those the, people. Like the writer for the first po- five Pokemon games? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it has the same feeling. Like after the original like vision ended, mm-hmm. it got weird. Although I will say twelve was okay because that was um, set in the Evilese world or Ivalis or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And eleven, I think he had a, a hand in too. Okay. Um, which but that was an online game. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so it was a collaboration with with Nintendo and Square. So there's a lot of like. The original characters like Mallow and Gino, you know, everyone's favorite Smash guy. They wanted him to be in Smash since, like, Brawl. Who? Gino. The little, like, marionette guy. From? Mario RPG. Here, I'll show you. The guy to the right of, yeah, to the right of Mario. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> everyone was like, well, you know, Square Enix might own the rights to those characters, but I guess they don't. <laughs> Or they made an agreement. They didn't mention Square at all when they like announced the remake for it. Yeah. But anyway, this remake's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I'm gonna I'm obviously gonna play it, but I think you're gonna be borrowing it. Um, we'll see. It was the first time you could like play as Peach in any game, and she's a party member. Even before Super Peach. Way before, yeah. This was like '94. I want them to just make a whole Peach. But they're making a new Peach game as well. They also showed that off of the Nintendo yeah. Direct. Moving on. Uh, Detective Pikachu, a new, an untitled Princess Peach game, which looked uh, uh, different. I saw someone making a take because she's not wearing her crown. Uh huh. That the whole plot of the game is probably just going to be getting her getting crown her back. crown back. Yeah. Yeah, because some people were like, "Well, maybe it's when she became the princess," but oh. a lot of the lore dictates that she's been pricked, been princess since she was a baby. Right. Right. Like even in the fucking movie. So yeah. Like, well, the movie. I don't think that I I know, but I I don't think that's gonna be. I don't. I think this is just gonna be her getting her crown back. Okay. Or something like that, or maybe she goes and saves Mario. That'd be Which nice. Isn't that Without what her emotions. Super Princess Peach is about. People didn't like Super Princess Peach because it was basically like Princess Peach lost control of her emotions, and and they thought it was like degrading that they made the game with a woman protagonist be about like having mood swings. That's valid. That is kind of weird. But I loved that game. Mm. I thought it was really fun. You also like to joke about degrading women. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I respect women so much. Okay. Sure. Every time a car cuts you off, you say, I bet that was a woman. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, but (laughs) when we pass them. Stop. (laughs) Is it ever? (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, so a new game featuring Peach, Luigi's Mansion Two is coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pikmin One and Two are out now digitally. Yeah, and they're going to come out physically in September. Mm-hmm. But like, and I'll probably get to it when we talk about too many games uh, at the end of the second recording that we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I might just get them digitally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pikmin Four is getting a demo. Uh, I don't new WarioWare, kind of like a real WarioWare game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of Shake It for the... Is it called Shake It on the Wii? I don't know. I didn't have it. Um, 
But yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. That you thought it was a remake of that. I thought it was a remake a of that thing. at first. It's a new thing. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Collection is coming out on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Star Ocean Second Story is getting a remake. What, is that the one? The with one with the, like the HD 2D graphics that looked really like yeah. the really good character art. I, I thought they were just going to port the PSP version like they did for the first one. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's gonna it's a full out remake, which looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting ads for um, Temu now, even though I didn't go to Temu. The fuck is going on there? What is? Let me see that. I don't even know what that is. What is that? Oh, just changed. Where'd it go? What the hell is viral kindness? What the what? fuck is going on? Um, a bunch of Batman games were announced. Vampire Survivors is coming out on the Switch, which makes sense. I didn't sense. see a clip of that in the thing, though, but I did see something about that on Twitter. It, yeah, did it I was there. It? Did I blink and miss? You might have blinked and missed. Um, there's a new... All right, this is one that we're probably both excited for. The new Dragon Quest Monsters game. Yeah. I explained to you what that was. Mm-hmm. I said it's basically Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I think that's coming That's coming out on December 1st. So mm-hmm. they're continuing their trend of releasing a game at the end of the year when everyone's super busy and then we forget about it, like with Dragon Quest Treasures. Yeah, I did really forget <laughs> about that still, which I want to play it. Yeah, I want to play, play it too. Well, maybe we'll get it when we're on vacation. We'll revisit it someday. <laughs> um, I don't know, our vacation's going to be pretty packed. Yeah, you can go to the bathroom in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as the new track is a bathroom. Oh, yeah. And they put Petey Piranha. I hope you go down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I hope it has you like jumping into the toilet bowl and you like whirlpool down the pipe. Yeah. That would be so funny. They're adding PD Piranha, Wiggler, and Kamek. To I'm going to be Wiggler on the Wiggler bike. That's awesome. Yeah. And then they announced a new Mario game. Like they, a regular they Mario really game. Say, yeah. Mario or Bros. Wonder. Wonder. The trailer was amazing. You and can I, be elephant. I cannot get over the fucking elephant. So. Yeah. That was. I, I love it. I'm, I'm getting that day one. It's going to yeah. be amazing. But I'm curious because we talked about, is everyone else going to also become an elephant? That's or the big thing. are they going to be different animals? Also, this is the first game with Daisy, like, in it, in it. Yeah. Um. So that'll be fun. Also, like, they take their hats off to, like, glide. And yeah. everyone's wondering if Toad does. I feel like Toad will pull out a little umbrella. You think so? Yeah. Or maybe his head will just become, like, an, like a mushroom. Like, what if uh, there's another ha- mushroom underneath? Like it like bulbs up and like looks like an umbrella like like that way, mm. instead of it like falling off and like becoming what if a parachute. It's like his his little bloomers are the parachute. Oh, that'd be good. And he, like floats down with his. Yeah, I don't want him to take his hat off. No, his his hat's not coming off. That's yeah. where his brain is. That's, that's where his big hat. brain is. That's his. That's part of his head. Lauren's a big toad stan. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. I wish you would know if you watched what little we played of of Paper the Paper Mario on <laughs> oh, my other yeah my YouTube channel yeah um yeah so that was a really big announcement for mm-hmm. for me I really liked it uh, I've watched I've actually watched the trailer a few times like yeah I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen content content of it but I've seen posts alluding to content about the elephant Mario. What do you mean? Content. Oh, well, I've not seen anything like that. Um, I've started following like a Pikmin Stan account, so I'm seeing a lot of Pikmin content, but nothing like overtly, nothing sexual at all. It's really wholesome, actually. Like a lot of people just freaking out over like being able to play the first two <laughs> Pikmin games. 
I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to see it, Lord. Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. Now I'm looking at um, it. So I'm seeing like a lot of posts on Twitter. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, I'm seeing a lot of posts on Twitter of like people realizing that red Pikmin can't go in water. Yeah, well, it's because some people are, like, playing it Yeah, now. they're playing it for the first time. I saw time. a thread that was like, don't make fun of these people. They're yeah. just playing the game for the first it's time. It's a tough game. They're tough games. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks cute and all, but, like, they're they're real-time strategy games. Yeah, I could never. <clears throat> I don't plan on it ever. And you have limited days in the first game to beat it. Isn't it 30? Yeah, it's like 30 Yeah, because I was seeing like a meme or something yep. where it says at the top like day 30, it's like, I have bad nude guys. I have bad news, guys. <laughs> and it's like all more like addressing all the Pikmin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you can get like more than one part in one day if you're really good. Hmm. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was it was pretty good. Um, pretty good Nintendo Direct. Uh, lots of games to play for everybody. Exciting times. We God is dead. God is dead. Um, but compared to everything else, like the Summer Games Fest, and Lauren's still looking at fan art. I'm gonna stop now. Yeah, compared to like the Summer Games Fest and everything, like the Nintendo Direct was just like, all right, now these are the games I'm probably gonna actually like. I'm gonna yeah. actually buy. <laughs> you just turned a bunch of stuff at a local game store. Yeah. And they asked you, like, are you going to go ahead and get stuff? And you were like, no, I'm going to wait to see what Nintendo has to offer. For and then, like, two year. days later, they're like, hey, we have a Nintendo Direct coming yeah. out. Yeah, so, so I'm going to have to go stuff. back there. I might go get that stuff. I might be digitalizing. Hmm. But we'll get at that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's um, let's go ahead and start talking about what everyone came here to talk uh, to talk about. Everyone see, came here to talk about to it. To hear. Yeah, to hear. Um mm-hmm. Because they clicked on the thumbnail and they were like, oh, that that probably looks like a good movie. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, let's go ahead and talk about Astro City. Asteroid City. Astro World. Astro Boy. That was the chair. That was the chair? Okay. Asteroid, Asteroid City. Asteroid City. Have you ever looked at a picture of Wes Anderson? Actually, no. He looks exactly like I wanted him to. He just looks like a nice little man. He looks like the what does the fox say guy. All right. I was expecting like hipster, like Mr. Hipster dude, like thick frame glasses and like short gray hair and like a suit. Well, this one, he's wearing like a scarf wrapped around him. Yeah. It gives. All right. So you did a little bit of research on this. But there wasn't even that much in the Wikipedia article. Yeah. We're going to go in saying like, we'll, we'll probably spoil a bunch of stuff. So if you want to skip we? this part. Uh, another new thing, I guess. I'm going to try. I don't, I've never done it before, but hopefully on YouTube, this is going to have timestamps. So if you want to skip this part, you can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if you don't want spoilers of Asteroid, I keep wanting to say Astro City. That's Asteroid. Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a new Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched uh, any of his movies? I've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Hold on, let me look at his lineup. Um, I've seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm-hmm. I've not seen Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, I haven't seen any um, of his movies. I guess the only one I've actually seen is Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I know enough about the other ones to know. Yeah. He's been making movies since 96. Yeah, I um, I never... 
in my little indie whatever phase, I never got Anderson pilled. But yeah, I do want to see the French Dispatch mostly because Timothy Chalamet is in it. Oh shit! I've heard only great things from all of his movies. I love how mm-hmm. they're all shot. I've seen trailers and like mm-hmm. analysis stuff of some of them. Yeah, do you want me to go over the other ones he's done? Um, I know he did the Life Aquatic. He did Moonrise Kingdom, French mm-hmm. Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Um. Mr. Fox, mm-hmm. Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. which I wanted to see, but I never got the chance to. A few other movies. Uh, he did Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, that yeah, that was a big one. Um, the Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Um, you already said Life Aquatic, The Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Rushmore and Bottle Rocket were his first two movies. It's uh, he, well, most of his movies are in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, I, I not, see that. Not because they're like amazing. Oh, well, I, I guess they are amazing. I I really liked his his style, and mm-hmm. I will probably go and try and watch all of his shit. Well, for me, it's been memed on so much. Yeah, but like then you watch it's it. Almost ruined it a little bit for me. But and then you see it in action, and you're like, this makes sense. This is like someone with OCD is making a movie. Yeah. And like you kind of understand like okay, this is all really neat, like mm-hmm. neatly organized and I can kind of understand the bit by bit part. I mean the greater part of this movie, I really have no fucking clue what was going on myself. Yeah. But um but I will say before we even start talking about the movie, it did what it was doing better than a part in Bo's Afraid. Yes. Like a lot better. Yes, it yeah. did the whole this is actually meta, a play like fourth wall yeah. stuff a lot much better. better it was interesting yeah it was like mysterious and not like what the fuck is like going on drawn out drawn out yeah. yeah okay so let's go ahead and talk about your research lauren okay there really is not much i only have like a, a handful of bullet points yeah um so <clears throat> written and directed by wes anderson right <sighs> sorry i'm still tired so it was filmed in spain Really? Mm-hmm. It was filmed in Spain between August and October of 2021. Um, it was filmed on 35mm Kodak. Cool. Um, super large ensemble cast. I didn't know Willem Dafoe was in it. It's I didn't like, know half of those people were in it. Yeah. It's, it's like everyone who's been in a Hollywood movie in the last like two years was in it. Everyone that people universally like mm-hmm. was in this movie. Or like recent stars like Maya Hawke. Was she in it? Yeah, she was the the like. Bible she was the school teacher. teacher? Yeah. Oh, she looks so different. Yeah, that was Maya Hawk. Oh wow, I like her. Have you ever listened to her music? No. I like it. I just think it's hilarious that her dad is Ethan Hawk. Well, her mom is Uma Thurman. And her mom I think is that's Uma even Thurman. Funnier. Yeah. Like everyone's first boner was Uma Thurman, except for you. Yours was the the great fairy. And Ariel. And Ariel. When she lost her top. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm continuing. <laughs> um, so, uh, just like a little snippet from Wikipedia about the plot. Um, its metatextual plot simultaneously depicts the events of a junior stargazer convention in a retrofuturistic 1955, staged as the play, and then the creation of that play. I think with like that sentence in mind, it makes yeah. the movie make more sense for me. Yeah. Um, the budget was only $25 million. I like how you said only $25 million. Well, compared to the other stuff we talked about, it was yeah. like $300 million. It's like $3 billion. Yeah. And, then, and a um, blood offering of six sheep. 
Yeah. And then Rotten Tomatoes had a snippet that said, Asteroid City is unlikely to win Wes Anderson many new converts, but those who respond to his signature style will find this a return to to his immaculately arranged form. I'm a new follower. Are you now? I I love it. I've only seen like one of his other movies, which I haven't also seen in so long that we could almost do an episode about it again. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, because I saw it when I was like... 13 or 14 what year did that movie come out i i have a nine so i, I, I would have been like 10 i have a lot of friends who like his movies like josh s josh s josh s liked really liked uh, moonrise kingdom i haven't seen it but i have heard that that's that's the west like Anderson a really movie. good one yeah um and i always heard life aquatic was really good i just want to watch all of them now i just want to go through the list are you being Wes Anderson pilled? I told you I'm I'm being Wes Anderson. Well, I didn't say I was being Wes Anderson pilled yet, but like I want to kind of see where. I told you no, I didn't actually say it yet. I told you, wait, <laughs> no, I didn't say. It. I told you in my head. Um, sorry, I forgot. To sorry, your the mind schizophrenia for a is coming soon, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm really interested in seeing his other movies now because mm-hmm. I thought like some of this movie was very confusing to me. But uh, also, um, if if all of his movies are a little confusing, that means that they're good to watch again, which yeah. is very rare yeah. for people to want to watch movies twice. And I know Moonrise Kingdom was a movie that everyone that I know who liked it watched it more than once. Yeah. Or would watch it with people specifically be, be like, hey, you should check this movie out. It's really awesome. And then they'd yeah. go watch it for like the fourth time and then show somebody else the movie. That sentence, though, that Wikipedia had in there really does kind of... It made it make more sense for me. Okay. Because it's it's so... Now we're going to get into the spoilers part, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it starts off with kind of, like, the play part. Yeah. And then it goes into the events. And then it keeps skipping back and forth between the play, the writing of the play, which is also fused in with the play... Mm-hmm. And then going back to it, which it's all, it's visually separated by if it's in black and white or not. Yeah. Um, which I thought was an interesting touch because um, it makes the colored parts even more bright. And the black and white parts are in four by three. Yeah. I noticed that the aspect ratio is different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Also, I saw somewhere that Michael Sarah was also supposed to be in there somewhere, but ended up not being in there. So I wondered who he was going to play. But it didn't oh, say. Man. He was approached about the project, but it never said anything about why he didn't join. I hope he's in the next Maybe one. Maybe it's because he was in Barbie. Might have been a Barbie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He chose Barbie over <laughs> art film. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Well, he might have been. I don't know. He's probably in one of his other movies, right? He usually has like uh, a list, a short list of people. Like Bill Murray was in a few of his movies. I feel like Tom Hanks was in one of his movies before. I think Timothy Chalamet has been in two of them. Yeah. Oh, what was... There's another movie... Oh, wait. I'm thinking of totally something else. Never mind. I was thinking of the name Augie, and I was trying to remember where else I've heard yeah. Augie from, and it's from a book that I had to read for college, so never mind. Michael Sarah. Why are you looking at Michael Sarah? Oh, hold on. Wes Anderson is already working on his next film. Oh, cool. Further details remain unknown. However, Michael Sarah is rumored to star alongside Jeff Goldblum and Benicio Del Toro. Oh, my God. Oh, I cannot if... wait for this movie. That'll be All right, anyway, going back to the yeah. the movie that we watched. So, yeah, it's it's a play that's cut into parts of, like, them 
like either uh, working on uh, the writing process Mm -hmm. or like in between the showings or something of the play Mm -hmm. um and you can you can interpret it as like its own thing and kind of like ignore that part and kind of get still like a funny like goofy little story yeah um but i think it was done really well and it had some like themes and um close uh, close to the end like kind of like get a little bit of it you're like oh this is what it's about Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I really liked the alien story. That it, it's an oh alien my God. movie. So it, it's secretly an alien movie. Yeah, it's secretly and an the alien, alien movie. Was so funny. Yeah. So if you look at it, it is just like the play or the story of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of people who like a, a family that gets stranded on in like this remote town, mm-hmm. and then all this other stuff is going on with like a junior science fair. Yeah. So they went to that town for the science. Yeah, fair, they went but the to car the car broke yeah. down when they got there. Yeah, and they were stuck there. So the guy's like, I had to call, um, I guess, my father-in-law to get him to pick up the kids. Because he wants to abandon the kids because his wife just died. And he just told him about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, maybe I'll just like yeah, let him live with grandpa for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like kind of like full of himself and like kind of doing like the things that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Which is echoed through the movie because he's a photographer. Yeah. And like, that's like his work. And like throughout every bit of the movie that's like important he's like taking a picture of something mm-hmm. or taking a picture of something that he likes which at some at one point is a woman mm-hmm. so um newsflash or anyone who wants to watch this movie and has you see any sort any sort of like it's blurry it's there it's blurred out but there there are boobs there her boobs are there if anyone still gets excited about seeing boobies in the theater <laughs> Um, her oh, boobies see, and her little bit of bush is there. Just a, just a clipping of bush. Really quick, um, man. Wes Anderson got to see that without the blur on it. Yup, sure did. Lucky guy. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> so if that's an enticing to anybody, well, they also did make a joke about stunt doubles. So what if that was a stunt? Oh, they movies? did. Oh man. <laughs> uh, I've actually there was another movie where she was like naked, naked. Should we compare? Um, it looked it looks similar. Trust mm. me, I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> I also Whatever. saw the the leaks a long time ago. The crazy leaks. Whoa. Oof. Um, yeah, that's not cool though. But they were out there. Um, either anyway. So, um, so the like he's kind of like the main character. I would say like the dad. Yeah. Um, Augie or whatever his name is. Augie. Augie. Um, I I liked him. Um. I like that he was a photographer and he took a picture and the alien comes down when they're doing like the ceremony and he just takes a, a meteorite and leaves. Like yeah. there's no like altercation. He looks really awkward. They actually like yeah. talk about that. Like he looked a little scared. Like He looked nervous. And oh, he looked, yeah, said he looked nervous. Yeah. He like comes down from his UFO. And he leaves. <laughs> and then he just like kind of really awkwardly grabs this little tiny rock of an asteroid. Yeah. That's like the whole pull for this town, mm-hmm. and then immediately dips. And then the the United States military gets involved. Well, and the alien even posed for the picture. Did yeah. you saw him holding up the camera, and he like held up the rock a little better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was really funny. Also, one parallel that I saw: so when he the alien was coming down, mm-hmm. the part like the thing he was standing on looked like the part of the car that he was going oh, on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that has any actual meaning, but just the visual. It's weird. Uh, 
thing was the same. Yeah. So I like that part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they, it, like the story itself is actually pretty quick. Like the in between parts make it like a little more fleshed out. Yeah. The, the actual story is basically they get stuck in this town. They're yeah. waiting for Granddad to come. He arrives. Eventually. They go. He tells his kids that their mom died three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and that he brought her ashes and a Tupperware. The three little girls were like my favorite. Characters. Oh yeah, they tried to bury. They were so her funny. They wanted witches. to like ritualistically her. bury her. Yeah. Um, in, in the Tupperware. Um, meanwhile, Augie is or not Augie, the son, I forget his name, was making friends with the other nerdy science kids that are there for this like convention. Yeah, and they're all equally like r- losers. Yes, they're all equally super <laughs> losers, and so, um. He has a crush on the daughter of Scarlett Johansson's character. Yeah. Meanwhile, his dad is fucking Scarlett Johansson's character. Because <laughs> um, they were, like, started off by talking, like, because they're, like, little bungalows that they're yeah, staying they, they in. Yeah, they talk through the windows. Yeah, are, like, facing each other, so they're talking through their windows. And then they end up, like, having sex. And everyone sees it. Every, pretty much everyone sees it or hears about it. Because all the, all the houses are, like, lined up. Lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they're all processing that. And then, so they go into quarantine after the alien thing happens. And then everyone gets stuck in the town. Everyone gets stuck in the town. It goes a little crazy. Um, a little stir crazy. Yeah. And, and then the kids are like, well, we're going to broadcast this out. Yeah, they figure the out world. a way to broadcast they it out. They find a loophole. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, we, we have to let everyone go now. Bye. And then the lead scientist behind all of, like, the space stuff that they're yeah. there for, she was like, why didn't you guys involve me with this stuff? Yeah. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and then we find out that the son won the scholarship thing that they were doing. It was, like, $5 million? It was $5,000. It was $5,000? Oh. Um, and Oops. that he was going to be some sort of apprentice to the science lady. Yeah. And then they drive off, and that's 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 basically the story. That that alone, I would have been okay with. Yeah, like a fun kind of coming. Yeah, of age it was story. like kind of like a feel semi like feel good movie. Processing grief. Um, but there was a deeper tone in it because mm-hmm. of all the outside stuff that was going on. Yeah, that's the only thing that gave it a deep um, tone. Yeah, and I don't really, I didn't really one hundred percent get it, but you, Lauren. You heard somebody talking about it in the bathroom after the movie. Yeah, so the two girls that were sitting kind of the right of us, they were in the bathroom at the same time as me, and I was just listening to their conversation about yeah. it, and one of them said, he's so good at being profound, but it's just weird. And the other one said, <laughs> there's nothing going on at all. Oh. Like, there was nothing, like, stuff was going on, but also nothing was going on at the It was same like time. Seinfeld. Yeah. I'm going to add, like, some fart sound effects to make it sound like what you heard in the bathroom. Oh, God. A pissing sound? <laughs> yeah, like, a, like, no, just, like, fart, little farts. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. That'd echo. be awful. Like, I'm, like it's in the bathroom. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll cut that this part out then. <laughs> like, I, I really won't. And, like, a tube at the end? Yeah, a little fart at the end. <laughs> a little an yeah. echoing fart. <laughs> okay, so that's... Um, yeah, there was like a part of the end, the v- part of the very end where he was talking on the balcony with to another woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really understand what was going on there myself, but I did see on a, like a news placard it said the death of a narcissist. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was like getting over being like a narcissist. Yeah, it, I don't think it was that deep. I don't know, but yeah, but 
I would say it's good for repeat viewing, which is not common for movies that we watch. Well, if anything, there's similar story threads. So, like, the director of the play, he's divorcing his wife, and they have a son. And yeah. meanwhile, it seems like he had some sort of relationship with the with woman on the man- balcony. Yeah. Because the picture that was used in the play was her like the story mm-hmm. uh which was supposed to be of the mom yeah was that actress on the other balcony and she was supposed to be in the movie but and she was she was supposed to be in the story but her scenes all got cut and she yeah. was supposed to play the dead wife okay so maybe that's some sort of like parallel there i guess i don't know but again i'm happy like i'd be happy to watch this movie again i'd be happy to pay money to see this movie again. i'd be happy just to see the alien again yeah me too that yeah. was pretty good. But yeah, I thought it was really good. It it definitely, like, I, I see the hype for Wes Anderson movies now. Yeah. Uh, even though people, apparently, one person on the internet said that this isn't really a good jumping on point. Mm-hmm. Or it uh, wouldn't convert people. It converted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. I loved how, like, his thing is, like, centering. Yeah. Like, and, and like. Like the three, like the th- rule of thirds. Rule of thirds and, like, a lot of, like, front and center, like, stuff so mm-hmm. like i just i just thought that was really cool there's no pictures of the alien anywhere online well good i was gonna say if there's one thing you're gonna spoil for yourself it would be the alien well, picture. the alien looks like he's just so silly he's so funny and the alien uh when he took off his helmet was jeff goldblum yeah it's jeff goldblum yeah <laughs> who's playing him in the play so, so yeah i thought it was a really good movie mm-hmm. um do you have anything else to say about it that's productive to our podcast Remember, it was a good screen it was a good screen. I would say it was a good screen, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lauren, for paying for this one. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad that we picked this over either Transformers, mm-hmm. Elemental, or mm-hmm. um, Semi over the, the new, um, what's it called? Jennifer Lawrence movie. Jennifer Lawrence movie. Yeah. I um, I still would like to see that eventually, but I'm not super like gung-ho about it. Yeah. But this was really good. This was yeah. a nice one to watch. It was kind of refreshing. Yeah. Um, cinema's back. Cinema's back. There's such a variety of movies in now mm-hmm. uh, compared to how it was in like 2019. I've already talked about this on the mm-hmm. podcast, but this just goes to show that there's plenty to watch, at least in America. Um, outside of fucking Marvel movies. Outside of Marvel movies. I don't think a single Marvel movie is in theaters. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is still in. Yeah. But and I heard like, that was good. Tyler was talking about it. He said, he mm-hmm. said he really liked it. Mm-hmm okay not not saying like he is the best i mean i'll taste, take his but, word for it but but, I'm not gonna I, see but it. I would say i would take his word over over a lot of people and skyward i'm just marveled out lauren I've is marveled about this out. many times yeah the uh at work the kids that i supervise they've also been watching marvel movies a lot oh. recently like they've been watching endgame oh and like it's nice to see it again because I was remembering like back when it came out how big of a deal it was. It was and pretty it, big. It felt like a huge cinematic finale. Yeah, like that should have been. But now it. they're milking it so hard. Still, it's like you yeah. should have just stopped there. They should have took took a break and had a new generation come on and like yeah. had some cameos. I would, but like you can't stop the money train. No. Even with COVID, they didn't stop the money train, which is insane. No. Even with people fucking dying, they're not stopping the money train yeah which is nasty it's gross to me yeah even if they have like permission i think it's gross to use an image of somebody in a movie after they're dead okay side-eyeing 
uh, Fast and Furious really hard right now also. I think that was more Although like an like, honor apparently, thing. Well, I guess, but also now the brother's going to be in it playing him. Oh. How? The, the brother like he of came back? Paul Walker. In the movie, he came back? Brian came back? I guess so. What? Yeah, the girls have been talking about it. Oh, my God. I had to, I had to catch up. Yeah, it's some, he's coming back or something. All right. Well, anyway. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah. Um, Asteroid City. Very good movie. Colorful movie, too. Very colorful. Yeah. Um, easy on the eyes, except for when they showed the bright white act Screens, things yeah. in between after the black and white which i think was supposed to mostly resemble like the script yeah it was yeah and i was like yeah every time yeah i said yeah one of them almost jump scared me a little bit oh really yeah i was getting ready for a jump scare isn't it crazy that like you just expect jump scares out of every movie now all of a sudden like mm-hmm. even like not like scary movies like when the alien came down i was expecting a jump scare no really i mean i get jump scared easily but yeah it didn't really no i don't have that assumption really oh, okay well I, well anyway unless it's something that's obviously gonna have a jump scare yes yeah, no sometimes i just look away yeah because i'm a pussy it's, i guess it's okay i just like don't like i don't like i look the, away the, when there's gore i don't like the spook yeah when i hear like the 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 strings railing up when i hear that i'm like <laughs> even when i was reading i just turned um, my head and you can how see to sell it. a haunted house there was like gore because i talked about that a while ago yeah. yeah there was descriptions of gore in it and, and i would, I would just skip the page skip the page oh yeah. i would read it no i like skimmed it i was like this is happening and then i flipped the page it's for me like reading it or seeing it in a comic book is different than like seeing it like in a movie or real life see reading it that like kind of puts it in your subconscious though oh yeah i guess you can just also not you know some people can't visualize while they read yeah i've heard about that insane yeah i guess don't read i mean some people think in colors or just like the words written out um but other people Think like visualize in, in it pictures i think i think in pictures i think kind of in words and pictures huh i think in mostly just pictures and mm. people i could like close my eyes i don't even close my eyes just subconsciously see like a movie that i watched at one point isn't that so weird weird how that just goes on in your brain yeah i think i'm being controlled by an alien also with music too, I can like drum up a song beat by beat in my head. Mm-hmm. I think that just comes well, from music like, is like a part of like like music goes back to the beginning of humans. Yeah, it's just a part of us. I was reading something about that about what makes humans humans. Like and it's that's music. a part from um, animals, other kinds of animals, yeah. and part of it is like our cultures like tendencies. Um music yeah um oh it was a it was a conversation about instincts oh, like okay. how everyone laughs even people who are deaf and blind will laugh yeah like it's just ingrained i mean in you us. can you can be blind and hear something funny Jeez, lauren 
you know what I mean though? <laughs> yeah. Like how it's just like ingrained in us to laugh yeah. and make music. You know what I think is weird? Like I wanna like something that's super ingrained in us. Clapping? Clapping. Clapping is like if you think about it, why did we ever start like doing that? Just like smacking our hands together when we like something? It's kind of primal when you think about it. Yeah. I like when they made fire, they definitely did that. They definitely like maybe over their heads, but like they definitely like started well, making no but it but it's noise and I think it goes to the music thing. Like clapping maybe, can yeah. be part when you when someone is you're doing a concert and they're and they're like starting to sing Thank God I'm a country boy or whatever, Thank people God will start clapping to it. Like yeah, to the beat. Okay, I think it's yeah. a rhythmic thing. Another thing too is smiling. Yeah. Because like when animals show their teeth like that, it's usually a form of aggression. Yeah, it's not for but us. But for us it's a form of affection we're smiling. yeah we're smiling at each other <laughs> um this is an audio medium <laughs> um so it's just so unusual for humans to use that as a form of affection that was just ugly that was <laughs> that was my not affection smile that was <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah so asteroid city is a good movie <laughs> People clap, and people make music. Thank you, Imagine Dragons, for making music, so that we can all. Thank you, Imagine Dragons, for inventing music. For inventing music, <laughs> the first music ever was made by Imagine Dragons. Yeah. All right, I think we're done with this section. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, take a day long break, and then we can talk about our next movie, and a little bit of a news story yeah linked to it which is why we decided we're gonna get topical even though like this is gonna come out a week after it was relevant it's people are still joking about it though yeah the jokes (laughs) will come around for a while so um yeah we're gonna start up the next uh part of the episode with our thoughts about the movie titanic Okay, we're back, everybody. We took a, a, a sleep. It's been we, approximately 24 hours. It's been about 24 hours, and mm-hmm. we're back to talk about our second movie of the day, mm-hmm. Titanic. Titanic. Um, what brought this up, we really didn't have a plan. We actually had like a much like less fun plan initially, at least I did. I was like, let's uh, watch Ready Player One and They Live, and then talk about the Apple thing. Mm-hmm. But that didn't really fall through, no, or that felt that fell through. Yeah, that's not as a uh, topical. Yeah. So the new format, I think I mentioned it already before, but the new format of the show is going to be one new movie and one older movie that's not in theaters every time. <laughs> so we were like, okay, let's let's go see a new movie. But what, what what can we talk about for the old movie? And with everything going on in the news last week, yeah. If you haven't watched the news, if you haven't been on Twitter. <laughs> Or anywhere, um, really. Anywhere, period, on the internet. Uh, if you're living under a rock, then you may not have heard about five of the richest people in the world being soda can crushed at the bottom of the ocean. Yes. Mm-hmm. By a submarine that they used to potentially look at the Titanic wreckage. Yeah. Which doesn't really even look that cool anymore. It's eroding away. Yeah. 
So, but also, if you really do want to see it, James Cameron, he does do treks on big, fancy submersibles. Yes, like the ones were in this movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure that the first time he went down was for the movie. Well, he was, like, obsessed with it for years. Oh, really? Like, and that's when he started writing the movie. Yeah. If I'm remembering right, I had a pretty uh, big Titanic... I don't want to call it a phase. A very big interest <laughs> in Titanic. Uh, when I was around 20, um, I got this book... Um, I'm looking for it on the shelf. It's on the shelf somewhere. It's on there somewhere. It's called The Watch That Ends the Night. Yeah. It's um, it's a take on the Titanic story told through uh, different forms of poetry from the perspectives of different people who really were on the Titanic and what they may have been doing when it happened. Um, okay. It's very interesting. I, I rec- It's a really good read. I recommend you read it if you know how to read. And if you want to know something <laughs> ironic... um. Because I was reading this book when I was uh, going to college the first time around. Yeah. And so I had it in my backpack. But then one day my water bottle opened up in my backpack and my book got soaked. Wow. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's irony. You had your mini uh, Titanic submarine uh, post-disaster. Yeah. So it's funny about the movie because the movie opens up with them on the submarine, like looking at it. And they even say, like, hey, if, like, this bursts, we're going to be dead in two milliseconds, which is exactly... In the first, like, two seconds of the film. Hold on, I'm pulling up something about James Cameron and going down to Titanic. Okay, and, like, they had James Cameron on some news stations, like, just to talk about it, and he was like, yeah, Mm. this is... They didn't do it right. Not at all. So, James Cameron has visited Titanic 33 times. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like his... Uh, microcosm it's study. His, it's his, what he did with all the money he got from yeah. everything. <laughs> well, even before that, because um, the wreckage was discovered in 1985, and this movie didn't come out till 98. Okay. Um, I remember one of the first times I really got into a National Geographic, it was at my great-granddad's house. Like, he had a whole bookshelf full of them, like, dating 30 years back. Really? But the one that I read over and over again was the one about the Titanic. Okay. It was very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. have a phase or anything. But James Cameron, his is called the Deep Sea Challenger. Yeah. Um, He's gone down to the Mariana Trench. Cool. Um, he, he goes down there a lot. He knows the way of the water. He knows... <laughs> <laughs> he knows the way of the water. Cool. But yeah, he's made... Uh, comments about it. Yeah. Just saying they were going about it wrong. Because he has put a lot of his own money into into the research research for making a submersible like this and also funding the making of submersibles like this. Yeah. Whereas this guy was like... I'm a venture capitalist. I think I can do it. So let's try it. What's the worst that can happen? Am I right? And there were a a lot of successful trips before. Mm -hmm. Well, I I don't know if it was that deep. They were quote unquote successful, but every single time they lost communication with the people in the surface. I wouldn't consider that successful. There were a couple times where the power went out. Jesus. And um, just just not good. So they were just like waiting for this to happen. Yeah. More or less. Like, they knew it was going to happen someday. Mm-hmm. Oh. Did you know Mr. Beast was almost on the submarine? Yeah. I think Jesse posted something about that. That would have been crazy. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. James Cameron has made 72 submersible dives in total. 33 of those were, were to, to the Titanic. Titanic. Wow. 
Um, apparently he has like a documentary about it. I don't think he apparently does. I think he does. I'm just, I'm seeing what's coming up on my Google search. Okay. okay. You didn't, I, when, before we started recording, I said, do you want me to do research? And you said, no, I think we know what happened. We know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of the, the billionaire, a submarine story is the, the a founder's son, I guess. Was that a Blink-182 concert while everything was kind of unraveling and they didn't leave? No. Is that not true? No, that is true. No, so... Why do you say no? <laughs> I, I don't know why I said no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yes. No, as in no, he didn't leave. Oh, he didn't leave? So I think what happened was he found out what happened. He still had the Blink-182 concert that night. And he was night. like, my dad would want me to be here. He was like, well, I'm not going to not go. Which, yeah. all the power to him. Wow. I do feel bad because the, cause there was a father and son on there. Mm-hmm. Who was The son was like 19. Apparently, he didn't want to go. <laughs> I feel a little bad for him. I feel really bad for him. Yeah, I feel bad for him. All the rest of them. Hey, they're they're gone. They, ooh, lightning. Yeah. Lightning returns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, they chose their face. The, yeah. that, that son did not. I feel bad for him. And That's him insane. Yeah, it's 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 hard to think about too. It's crazy. Yeah, I found the uh, Titanic twenty five years later with James Cameron full episode special posted by National Geographic on YouTube. Cool. It's forty five minutes long. I'll watch that later. I can't watch that right now. I watched a three hour long movie. Ooh, investigating the Titanic. Might have been longer than three hours. I remember growing up. Let's start talking about the movie now. Okay. I remember when I was growing up. This movie was always like, before I saw it, I was too young to see it. But I always, I would always see it at every, literally everybody's house. Mm-hmm. Everybody had this movie, and they and it was on two VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was thinking, that long? like, it had to be two tapes. Yes, yeah, so it had to be two tapes. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, wow, this must be like the biggest movie ever. And um. And then when I did eventually get around to seeing it, I only lasted like the first tape, not even the whole first tape, because the ship didn't even start sinking before I went to bed. <laughs> so, and then like over over the years, like I never watched the whole thing. Like I never got through. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I saw like a weird AMV, like not AMV, but like a uh, like um, fan music video for like some like pop punk song what about this about titanic yeah i don't think it was so <laughs> this is really strange this is really weird lauren the the pop punk band newfound glory had an album called uh from the screen to your stereo okay um and they cover they did like shitty punk covers of like movie songs did they do my heart will go on yes it was the last song oh, on it. No. i don't think the amv music video listen to that later yeah um they did the my love their their rendition of the goonies song and the never-ending story song but my heart will go on was the last one i don't think the music video the amv or whatever you want to call it was to that i think it was like something edgier and about like forbidden love and stuff and like whatever okay but i remember seeing most of like the the like impactful scenes through that lens first wow same with donnie darko 
I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Well, we'll watch that. I'm sure we'll watch that someday. Yeah. Um, I opened the vent again. No, looking I'm looking vent. at the battery charger. It's blinking red. Yeah, I don't think the batteries are in it right. Anyway, so... <laughs> This movie was almost like something that I never really got around to watching fully, but now I have a podcast where I watch as many movies as possible yeah. every week, and now I have no excuse. So we we got The Godfather down. Yeah. Um, I guess there were really no other huge ones that we did like that I Big missed. Big Lebowski? Big Lebowski, I guess, was another big one. And now we got Titanic. So, yeah. So um, I really liked it. Yeah, so my first experience with Titanic, I knew what it was historically, Yeah. Um, but around the time when I was 10, maybe 12, um, I was at my grandparents' house, and in their computer room, which I mentioned previously... You did, and I think you've talked about this story before on the podcast, but it's okay, we can talk about it again. Possibly, but so they had like the computer, and it was like f- facing the doorway... If that makes sense, like if you were sitting, you're facing the doorway, like that window is where the computer was. In this corner over here is where the TV was, because <laughs> there was funny. a TV in there. You're making a visual for people yeah. who can't see any of this This room. is an audio medium. <laughs> so in what that corner is, it would be where the TV is. Which corner? The left corner? My left corner. Okay, your and left so corner. Against my, so the, my right wall is where the computer was. Right. And if you're sitting at the computer, you're looking out where the door was. Right, okay. So, in uh, to the right of the door, I guess, is where the TV was. You could have just said you could see the TV through the door when you were sitting at the computer desk in the computer room. No, you couldn't see the TV <laughs> through the door because it was on that same wall where the door was. Oh, okay. So, you heard it. Well, no, because I was in there. There was a small couch in there. Oh, okay. So, I was sitting on the couch and my Mimi was like playing Canasta on the computer or something on Pogo. <laughs> okay. Um, she was like Mahjong something. Yeah. She was on the computer and uh, Titanic was on like ABC Family or something. Oh. Um, like it was just on TV and we were watching it. And we in didn't the computer start room. In the computer room. Okay. Because she was doing whatever on there. I was just vibing and watching oh, TV. So the TV is in the computer room. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. The TV's in the computer room. And so uh, it was just on and. I, like, flipped it to Titanic. It was before the sinking started. I think it was during... Because I didn't start at the beginning. It was, like, 45 minutes in, I guess. So, around the time when uh, Jack and Rose were, like, doing the party stuff. Yeah. Um, Because then there was the Draw Me Like Your French Girl scene. Yeah. And I'm sure they didn't show anything in on ABC Family. No, they, they uh, moved the frame so that it was just on her face. There was no tit. Um, I mean, they showed the tit in the drawing, but they didn't show her tit. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, but then, so that was kind of fine. Um, but then during the scene where they were fucking in the car, like, I could kind of tell what was happening, and I, like, excused myself to the bathroom so I wouldn't have to be in the same room as my Mimi. But it's ABC Family. You didn't tell me it was the ABC Family edit. This is new information. Yeah, it was the ABC Family edit. Mimi probably was like, oh, Lauren's a wuss. It still showed the part where she put her hand on the steamy window. Ooh. Um, and I was like, I have they to were, be... They were just making crepes in there. Sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was my first experience watching it. 
I don't think I watched it in full again till I was like 18 or 19. And again, it was like an ABC family cut. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And this is the first time I've watched it since then. Did I ever tell you about my experience with the Truman Show on TV? You didn't see the beginning part? I didn't see the beginning part. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know it was a television <laughs> show. And suddenly it cuts this a director directing his life. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't see the part where they were like, because they... That's it's not like the like best a, way to watch it's not, movie. <laughs> it really was. It was like, it wasn't supposed to be a reveal. But it was for me, and I was like, I was at my grandma's house, and I was about to leave, and I was like, wait a minute. I've never seen this movie. I want to watch the whole rest of the thing now, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And I thought it was like a huge, like... Honestly, I'm surprised no one's like made a cut of that movie where all that stuff's left out. It should be. It should like, be. It was. It was such a shock. Like yeah. Like um, Bo was afraid wanted to be like that. Honestly, yes. And and whatever, but like I was like, no way. First of all, I was I was so impressed that nobody because I was a I wasn't like a big Jim Carrey fan, but I mm-hmm. loved like his movies back. I was like in high school when I watched. Sure, it. that's when he, like his peak was. Yeah, and, like, I was surprised no one ever told me about that movie. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, I think, because I was in high school, when I got Christmas money that year, yeah. I got the DVD of it. Did like, you really? Immediately. Yeah, I, I wanted to see and the beginning. And you watched the beginning? Yeah, I watched, it wasn't as impactful. <gasps> oh, I was going to see, was it disappointing It wasn't disappointing, around? but, like, it was still, like, a crazy good movie. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so TV movies, like, they had their place growing up. Mm-hmm. I also remember um, the Wedding Crashers TV movie. Oh, I never watched Instead that. Instead of saying Jesus Christ, they said cheese and rice. Cheese and rice? Yeah. I mean, my family just kind of said that in general. I wouldn't think that'd be too out of place. I thought that was hilarious. My Mimi says that a lot. Or so, she says Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. So yeah. back to the Titanic movie. This was Leonardo DiCaprio's big, like, break movie. Mm-hmm. I think he did, like... The movie before this was the one where he played the mentally handicapped kid. Uh, oh, um, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I never saw that. It's so good. I just know it's sad. It's really sad. But it's really good. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp's in it, too. His most normal role ever. I <laughs> like, believe it. ever. He's just the, he's just the older, like, with it son. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's a crazy movie. I watched that on a whim one night on Netflix mm-hmm. um, when I was in college. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was his big breakout movie. I was going to ask you if What's Eating Gilbert Grape was the movie he did before this. Yeah. Because... Um, that was like I, the only big role he had before this. I cannot believe... He did Romeo and Juliet after... Oh my God, Romeo and Juliet was so yeah. good. I um, didn't see that, so... We've talked, I don't think we've mentioned it here, yeah. but so when Russell and I were in high school, separately, not together. Not together. Um, He read all the lines for Romeo in his class, mm-hmm. and I read all the lines for Juliet in my class. Yeah. And then um, we voted on which version of Romeo and Juliet we wanted to watch after we were done reading it, and we watched the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. We watched both. It was really good. Yeah. I, I've never seen the other one. I've just only seen that we one. We watched one from like the... I want to say the 70s or something like that. Yeah, it was going to be some sort of, like, uh, I think it was some sort of, like, newer version, but it wasn't, like, in theaters or anything. Yeah. But we voted to watch Leonardo DiCaprio. One that one is crazy. It's so good. It, I don't know what they were thinking. I think that's exactly what William Shakespeare pictured when he wrote it. You know, Newfound Glory? <laughs> <laughs> 
in their second from the screen to your stereo album they did the song from the romeo and juliet oh my god 2000 or 999 or whatever whatever it was oh so good the Yardbirds. we should watch that yeah and then watch like macbeth yeah and see like two well we have the japanese macbeth we do have throne the of, Japanese Throne Macbeth. of Blood. Let's do that. Yeah, that'll be an old movie one there day. There we go. Um, anyway, so this was his big breakout role. Uh, James Cameron, I believe he did Trans Transformers. <laughs> Transformers? Jesus. No, um, The Terminator before this. Let me find out. I want to say it was The Terminator. and. Um. So he did Piranha 2, The Spawning. Okay. Then Terminator. Yeah. Then Aliens. Then The Abyss. Then Terminator 2. Uh-huh. Then True Lies. Wow. Then Titanic. And after that, it's only been Avatar. He hasn't done anything else. Have you ever, have you ever seen True Lies? No. <laughs> All right. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so he did Terminator, and his wife at the time, Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. she made Point Break. And then really? they got married. And then, um, and then she did the Hurt Locker later on. I think mean? it was like the oh, like a movie called the Hurt movie Locker? called the Hurt Locker about defusing bombs in Iraq or Afghanistan or oh, something. Oh shit, that's big. It was a huge movie. Um, and that was like around the same time he did Avatar. I just remember that they were like married and divorced, but they were both like incredible filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the movie everyone knows the movie. They go on the ship. Yeah. They she ha- she's gonna be arranged marriage to some rich prudent prude guy. Yeah. And she finds a normal dude who's like, Here, take a chance with me Sold and she does. Guy, yeah. And she does and then you know you know, this would be a good musical. It would Except be. for I at think, the end. I think it is. Yeah. Well, if anything, it'd be more powerful at the end. Yeah. You know, this movie, uh, when it came out, it had a budget of $200 million, and that was the most expensive film ever made at that point in time. This was the movie that was on the top of the box office for, like, the longest time mm-hmm. before Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Another James Cameron movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's weird going from, we just talked about, well, yesterday, we talked about, or, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago. We talked about, um, for the listeners, we talked about Asteroid City, and that's a very, like, this is a guy making a movie, like, who's very technical with it. Mm-hmm. James Cameron, like, you don't notice the technicality because he just sucks you into whatever he's making. Yeah. Like, you don't notice that everything is, is uh, shot a certain way or, like, straight mm-hmm. or, like, he has a style. He because, really like, does. Because, like, you just, his style is just throwing you into some random place. It's very immersive. Yeah, immersion. Immersion. And not just because water. N- no. Yeah. Although that is a theme, I guess, in a lot of his movies. Um, kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing here. Um, Titanic had the highest grossing film of all time for 12 years yep. until Avatar beat the record in 2010. Yep. Um, and then and Avatar won, had that record until like what Endgame, right? I think so. And then it won 11 awards, uh, tying with, well, the Lord of the Ring Return of the King came out in 2003, but that's the only one that's really like tied with how many awards it's won. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. After the huge publicity of Titanic, Cameron left, kept a low profile. Yeah. Um, and then he formed Earthship Productions. To and he made docu- Avatar. To, well, to make <laughs> documentaries about the deep sea. And yeah. I guess that must have been when he went about 
going down to Titanic a lot. Yeah. Because I know he did it for the production of this and even before. And somewhere in between all of that, he, like, crafted a sci-fi universe. Yeah. Which and is amazing. And it also says here... Um, you're, you're not really, like, having a life experience until you start crafting a sci-fi universe. Yeah, you've started that. I, I kind of have, too, at one point. Although oh, but mine, mine's, like... Yours is, like, sci-fi, sci-fi. Mine's, like, supernatural. Oh. Mine's silly, though. Yours is silly, but it's cool. Will's um, gonna be like, I want to see that. Do you want to hear something interesting? <laughs> all right. Uh, Cameron planned to make a film about Spider-Man. About Spider-Man? Columbia hired um, David Cope to adapt Cameron's ideas into a screenplay, but because of various disagreements, Cameron abandoned the project. Oh. In 2002, Spider-Man, the one we know and love, was released with a screenplay credited solely to Cope. Oh, wow. So he, he did oh, have kind of Oh, it was like a, a falling hand. out thing. Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's um, why he kept such a low profile for so long. And then it goes on about um, some other, like, really little stuff that he had a hand in. Yeah? A lot of Titanic documentaries. I bet. Um, that he was credited for helping with. And then Avatar. Yeah. Uh, cave diving. And now that's his um, life. Yeah. Oh, he worked on Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never saw that, but it seemed really interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was his thing. She was like an anime girl. Yeah, she had big eyes. I heard it's really, it's a like really good movie, but I also heard... I heard the, it was weird. It's weird, but the, the manga it's based off of mm-hmm. is really good. You know, she does really look like the manga character now that yeah. I'm looking at it, so... Yeah. I like it. It's, it's pretty we cool. We see that. Yeah, we should watch that. Um, all right, so back to the movie again. Mm-hmm. So, this is not your first time watching it. Did anything new stick out to you? Um, I didn't really remember the beginning part so well, like I said before. I did. Um, I mean, I remembered that Jack like won his way on. Yeah. Um, and that's why there's technically no record of him being on the boat. Because he didn't buy a ticket. He right. got someone else's ticket. Yeah. Um... And he was kind of like a wanderer before that, too. So nobody really kept tabs on him. Yeah, he was very much just, like, hopping wherever there's opportunities. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, because the last time I watched this movie, I had not been in a relationship. Oh. And now, being in a relationship, it it just hits a little differently. (laughs) Okay. I guess. All I know is I would never go on a boat. Russell, if we were in Titanic. A ship. And the boat was sinking. I would have let you go on the boat. You would have made me go on the boat. Yeah, like we're not gonna we're we're not gonna make it. Can you imagine if Titanic happened today with how much larger everybody is? Well, also <laughs> ships carry enough boats. Yeah, to have now, like, m- yeah. enough room for everyone and then some. Right, but back then they didn't like. I I would never do a cruise. I don't want to do a cruise, especially after COVID. Fuck yeah. no. I can't believe that anyone... That really cemented in the fact I don't want to go on a cruise. You know how uh, my grandparents are thinking about going on a cruise? They're crazy. I know. Um, well, they can go on if they want. Whatever. What are they going to do? You Chill. can't even smoke on a cruise. Oh, well... Most cruises are very family-friendly oriented. Not even like they're like on a certain deck? I don't think so. Oh, wow. You can't really smoke on many cruises. Okay. Well, all I know is that I cannot... I would bet money to see if like cruise line sales went down after this movie came out oh i bet yeah 
Oh, did you know that um, the orchestra playing is a myth? Yeah. That never happened. But it's cool. Yeah. It makes it more interesting. Like. I would. I yeah. Well. It's a movie. It's a movie, but it's about a real thing. But yeah, that never happened. And um, they did an estimation on what the inside of the Titanic would have looked like, other than what they've seen from the dives. Yeah. Based on its sister ship. Um, Titanic Junior. No, it wasn't called Titanic Junior. Oh my God, why am I blanking on this? I was just thinking about it. Titanic sister ship. It was called the Britannic. Um, and they were they were very similar. Yeah. Except the other one wasn't as big as the Titanic. Right. Um, it had the Olympic and the Britannic. And so that's how they could kind of tell what it would have looked like on the inside as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. What did you think about um, the MacGuffin of the story? The the diamond? The deep sea diamond or whatever it was called? The... the Her necklace. It's called like the heart of the sea or something The heart like of the that. sea, yeah. Um... Did you think it needed to be there? Uh, no, I don't. Think Other it than in to the be beginning, there. um, well, because it was symbolic of uh, Duchois's like hold on her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was symbolic of that, right? Um, and I guess eventually to her, it just became symbolic of the whole experience in general, mm-hmm. and that's why she still had onto it for so long because she could have sold it. Yeah. She had it for all those years. Right? 86 years. And then she threw it back in the ocean. And then she went, ah, and threw I think it back in the ocean. She didn't, she didn't make a sound like that. <laughs> I didn't like that sound. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was interesting because, like, the movie kind of starts, and that's, like, the inciting moment is, like, they're trying to find this necklace. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, well, that picture of the lady with the necklace is me. You just saw my titties. Yeah. Let me on the boat. Yeah. And then she's not wearing it there. And no. they're like, well, what the fuck, lady? Where is it? And she goes, let me tell you this three-hour-long story. Yeah, basically. And and then, like, throughout the story, it's like, okay, well, it's in a safe. And then she puts it on for the picture, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it's used as, like, a framing device. But, like, every time it would show up again, I'd, I'd completely forget that it, it mattered. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, they're looking for that. And uh, it, it's, like, the only movie where, like, the whole, like... Can you imagine an Avengers movie where, like, the the goobity glob of uh, boop-bop was, like, this big thing, but they showed it in the beginning, and then, like, just that little parts with it between, like, a much more interesting story. Yeah. And then at the end, they just threw it in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it was... Yeah, I think it was just symbolism. Of yeah, it. but it was, it was interesting. I thought it was funny. I thought they were yeah. going to use it to like cut open his handcuffs because it's oh. diamond or something. No, I don't know. I don't know things. Do you know what I wish would have changed with the story? What it didn't sink. <laughs> that would be rewriting history. Yeah. Um, but I, if I could change one thing about the movie. It would be that at the end, instead of her, I mean, I guess dying peacefully in her bed. Uh, yeah, that's conclusive. To, is conclusive, 
and goes back to the thing that Jack told her. And then right. she went and did all the things that she wanted to do. Like, she rode in a plane. Mm-hmm. She sat on a horse with her legs on both sides. Right. Um, and then she died peacefully in her bed. And she had children because her granddaughter was there. Um, I wish they would have gotten Kate Winslow to play the granddaughter. Oh, that would have been weird. Well, no, because then it would have been like it looks like her. Exactly the, like her. The granddaughter looks nothing like her. Yeah. Um, or someone who looks similar to Kate Winslet, at least. Yeah. Um, I think she should have jumped in the water. Did you think she was going to jump off? I kind of wish that, that... I wish... If I could change one thing, if I could see it differently, um, just to, like, see how it would have been different, I would have wanted to see her jump in the water at the end and just, like, swim down. I don't think everyone needed that emotion. I think that would have been a little too over the top. I think that, yeah. So, and then it's like she's swimming down and she's like reaching down and then she like sees Jack like reaching back up. That'd be too much. <laughs> People were already bawling in the movie theater when this came out. Oh, God. I can't even imagine what this theater was like. I was negative too, so I really wouldn't know. But like. Yeah. Oh, that would have been crazy. You just had to be there. Everyone's butts were really sore. Yeah, movie theater seats were not comfortable <laughs> they yet. They were like wooden back then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I did like about this movie... Oh, shit. I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh. I liked the immersion, most of all. Yeah. And I liked... Um, I remember now. I like how much story... How much sense the story made, yeah. I guess. Because this so, was like an imagining of something that could have happened during the Titanic. Yeah. Because Rose did not exist. Rose right. Is this not is real. all fictitious. This is all fictitious. Other than the ship going down. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that part's pretty important. Um, but I feel like it, it felt very real. Yeah. Um. All right. So the big meme joke out of Titanic is... It's been 86 long. No, years. not that one. The other one where everyone is like... Jack could have definitely fit on the but on the board that she was on. Yeah, James Cameron outright said, "Yeah, he could have fit on the board." Someone said that the director, someone admitted, like, "Yeah." He I don't think he could have because there was that part where he tried to get on, but it started sinking down. That's because he got on it wrong. Oh, whatever. All right. So, do you think he could? You think he could have got on the board? Yeah, I'm pretty sure people have like done the math. All right. Well, could Jack have survived with Rose? <laughs> Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman conducted oh, their no. own experience. Oh, no. Mythbusters did and it. concluded that Jack and Rose could have shared the raft oh, and survived. Oh, my God. Provided they propped up their upright, their upper bodies upright and figured out how to, and, like, put her jacket underneath her buoyancy. But they could have done that. Could they have done that in the cold, though? Did they factor in the cold? I don't know. Exactly. Okay. So, um, so I think that he probably could have fit on... But it would have been tough to do in the conditions they were in. Um, I also think that she made Jack up. No. No? You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I talked to Will about it just now. Yeah? What Will have to say? And he yeah, said, Will called us when we started watching it. He said he watched it recently, too, coincidentally. You know what I just realized almost near the end of our podcast? What? We had, like, three comments on the last one, and I didn't write, read them. Uh, well, let's wait till after we talk about what Will just told you. Okay. Will said, if I was 17 being forced into marriage, I'd write some fanfic. I think... <laughs> I think Jack was real. Because then you otherwise, why would she not... find his name. 
we just talked about why it made sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So would you say this is a this is a essential screen? This is a quintessential screen. Yeah. This is a movie movie. Mm-hmm. This is cinema. This is cinema. Okay. So do you have anything else to say about Titanic? Uh, no. Watch some documentaries if you have time. They're very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What uh? What time are we at? Uh, thirty-four minutes. That's not bad. No. Okay, we have a lot more to talk about. So, um, I uh, we'll do the questions at the end. The questions. Not the questions. Comments? The comments at the end. Okay. And I'll just stitch them to the beginning. <laughs> okay. Or you know what? You know what? No, end. we'll just put them at the end. Yeah. Uh, we'll, you know what? We'll do a little intermission before we do our screenless shout out. Okay. So we had a few comments from the last episode on mm-hmm. YouTube. Our first one was Will Party. He said, Hi, first. Thank you, Will. Have you ever commented first on a YouTube video when you were, like, actually first? You remember when that was huge? Yeah. Okay. And I remember just, like, whole pages of people saying first when they clearly weren't first. Yeah. So, I've just realized that YouTube is starting to show everyone's, like, at username now. Hmm. So, they're all different now. Oh. Um... Skyward said across the spider we talked about across the spider verse in the last episode mm-hmm. uh, in case anyone forgot after like two hours of us rambling mm-hmm. um he said across the spider verse is such a good movie i absolutely love everything about it um i would say the same um myself and i really want to see the second part next mm-hmm. year when that well comes they're out. probably definitely gonna have to push it back because they worked with well so i was reading what? about this the other day the animator no the animators made like a statement saying like this is definitely not it's not coming out in March of next year. Really? Yes, because they were working on it alongside this, but um, it's nowhere near as finished and polished. Can can anyone just crunch for just a little bit? They already have been this whole time. All right, whatever. All right, so our last comment is from um, Edgar underscore 13R. Hi, Edgar. Gearbox. Hi, Gearbox. But... It reverted back to Ed 13R because of YouTube. I don't know. It's something weird on YouTube. Okay, anyways, what do you say? Anyway, he said, I've never watched Brokeback Mountain before. Oh, we also, we also watched that. Yeah. Um, but I remember when the DVD was released, the whole section was fully stocked, and no one was buying them at Best Buy in most stores. You also mentioned Deliverance. I think you did. The movie Deliverance? Maybe. <laughs> Someone tell us. Um, and that has to be the most uncomfortable movie of all time. I'll never look at hillbillies and banjos the same oh, way ever again. Yes. I was talking about that because my family got me confused that. Oh, that's yeah. What they confused the witch. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Okay. I remember that now. Yes. Which, oh, wow. We should watch that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So those were our comments sorry that we i didn't do it in the beginning of the episode everybody we normally do it at the end it's fine we do i think so no yeah all right whatever i wanted to do it in the beginning but we just had so much to spray (laughs) out of our mouths i don't like that spraying that's a bad verb all right lauren um let's continue to our last segment of our Mm pcast what is your screenless shout out this week um it's what we did over the weekend which we've alluded to previously we went to a gaming convention called too many games too many games there's simply too many games there and they're all too expensive yeah so i was talking to will about it earlier and i do have to clarify that we have nothing against 
the event. No, it's fun. Yeah, the event is fun to go to. You get to it's see. It's exhausting. It's we were like this year especially like it was so packed. It was it was pa- so well, many people. It was just as packed as last year. But no, like, Saturday was even worse. Were you there on Saturday last year? I went. Whichever day John also went. Okay, that was Saturday. And um, it was a lot more busy than it was yeah, last so, year. It was it was super packed, but like I I don't remember getting like like really exhausted at the mm. end of the day but saturday and sunday we were just like oh man even today i was really tired yeah today i was okay i was okay all day but like the event itself is cool they had like a bunch of voice actors and like um famous video game adjacent people yeah they had david Hayter, who we were gonna see but then ended up not yeah they had the lines were crazy for yeah, everything like, charles Marnay, Vinny was also there on saturday Vinny, but we didn't know Vinny vinesauce was there and i was a little upset that i didn't know that he was signing yeah it wasn't listed on the calendar like the last yeah. time we had looked that he was having a meet and greet that he had a panel on friday right but it said nowhere that he was having a meet and greet on saturday otherwise it was we just on friday gone in line like immediately yeah i don't know maybe we missed it but either way but we have nothing as the event itself but holy motherfucker video game prices are insane yeah like i'm not the only one who thought that too because i stumbled across a post on twitter mm-hmm. of all right so there's two like kinds of people people who maybe they buy the games and they intend to play them and they but that's why they're getting them they're not like gonna put them on the shelf and let it sit forever like eventually one day yeah the the great hope is that you'll take it off the shelf and play it for 15 minutes whatever yeah and that's what i would like to consider like most of the people who are there are for Mm -hmm. then there's like this little 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 section of people who are the speculative speculative speculation speculative 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 all right i can't say that word who speculate over prices well, it's not speculation because they're clearly listed and it's extremely expensive. Because it's because the people are setting the prices for that small minority of the people yeah. who will pay those prices just to have that game because, on the show. To have, like, the clout. Yeah, the clout. And the highest tier of those stupid motherfuckers, I'll just call them, mm-hmm. are the people who grade games. Oh. And buy graded games. I was so pissed. So one of the things I was looking for the whole time during the con yeah because i started playing final fantasy 7 which i just went off about so i was looking for the brady game guide for it yeah because i was like wouldn't it be funny if i play this as authentically as i could and i got a physical game guide for it which i'm using one on my phone but i just thought it'd be funny <laughs> if i found one right? yeah it'd be funny it would be funny and so i was searching for one the whole weekend and there were some booths where it was just like huge bins of guides and I couldn't find Final Fantasy 7 anywhere. I couldn't find any Final Fantasy games for that matter. Yeah. And so we were looking and I finally find one. And what do you fucking know? It's a graded one <laughs> in a case. In a, a book. And and then they're not even <laughs> selling it. Like yeah. I told the story, uh, I guess approximately 45 minutes ago. Yeah. But, like, I asked the guy, like, is this for sale? And he laughed at you. He laughed and he was like, no, we're just the people that, like, grade them. Authenticate stuff. And I told him, like, oh, well, that's a shame because if I bought it, I definitely would have opened it and fucking used it because I've been looking for that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I'm so pissed. What if I just grabbed it and ran away with it? What if I had just that, stolen that would, it? That would have been theft, but, like, that would have also been a huge Robin Hood moment. I would have been Robin Hood. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so it's it's crazy, like... I remember we went in 2019, and I got a smattering 
Is that a word? It is now. I got a smattering <laughs> of shit. <laughs> and I don't think I spent more than $100. I bought a lot of shit last year, too. I spent more than $100 last year. Yeah. Because I got, like, Miku figures. Well, last year was just as expensive. Yeah. But 2019 was still manageable. Like, mm-hmm. all the Tony Hawk games I, like, jokingly got were 5 bucks a piece. Yeah. Nothing was $5. No. This year. Nothing was even $20 this year. No. For the Game Boy Advance. Um, or, like, Nintendo 64. Nothing. Um... And to put it in perspective, when I went in way back, for the first time in 2012, mm-hmm. I got a boxed copy of Goof Troop. Goof Troop. Goof Troop. On the Super Nintendo for $10. I saw that yesterday for $200 in a box that looked like it was in worse condition. Like, I don't understand why it's worth more suddenly. Like, yeah. people... like. It, it's it's people my age who are like they have mm-hmm. money now and they're like well now i can get this but also like it's expensive and i think it really took off after covid because then that news story broke about like the most expensive game ever mario bros got graded and sold for like a million billion dollars yeah, that and, all and the then Pokemon that, cards that getting really expensive too. that broke the market yeah so like i really hate it so the thing i want to talk about is something on twitter um <clears throat> there was a guy on twitter uh, he's a youtuber and and he was at too many games, mm-hmm. and somebody in their case had a graded copy of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which why? Why would you even? Sealed? How did they even have enough time to send it off to be graded and get it back? I mean, it's been a month since it came out. It takes a lot longer than that normally. When I wanted to get my Rainbow Charizard graded, you don't want to do that. Well, I I ended up not doing it, but when I was interested in doing it, it said it would have taken at least six weeks. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so he was, like, asking them, like, how much did the grading cost? And it was, like, uh, or what, and the price for it was, I think, like, 200 or $250 or something like that. Yeah. So the grading itself cost, like, 120 The game was $70. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Also, it's a game that just came out. You pick up any sealed copy. You can just go get it. Yeah. And it, and it was only a 90 yeah, like, like that was the funny it thing about even it. A and I said something funny, and I and I had a little Twitter moment earlier you because did. of this. I got um eighty likes. Oh, so did you really? Yeah, actually, no. Holy shit, it's up to one hundred eighty one likes. Oh shit, and this I, was popping off on Twitter. And I said, I'm assuming this was at too many games. This this year was so depressing. Mm-hmm. I no longer, it's no longer for people who want to play the fucking games. It's for the collectors. Who like looking at boxes on their shelf, collect dust in their parents' basement. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got I got a, two bookmarks. Wow, that's a first. Wow. By the way, I'm sending you the, <laughs> the picture that I got of um, the the guide. And also Miss Cloud. But yeah, there's a few replies to it. And someone said that he didn't go since 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's glad he didn't. Mm-hmm. He said, now I'm glad. And I'm probably going to reply later and be like, I went in 2019 and really enjoyed myself, and I haven't since, so maybe I won't go back. But yeah, so overall, like, the show itself is fine. I'm yes. sure a lot of people meet up with their friends there that they met online and stuff like that. It's, yeah. You know, nice little con, but, like, the the thing surrounding everything, and the artists, like, there's a lot of artists there you can support, too. Mm-hmm. But the whole purpose of the show mm-hmm. has kind of become kind of sad and depressing. Yeah. Like, the only game... All right, so I got a few games. I'll talk about them, I guess. Sure. I love how this is our screenless shadow, but we're just, like, roasting it, like, entirely. Uh, yeah. So let's let's kind of shift it to the positive side. We got a few games. I got a game. You got a game. 
It's a game I can't really play. Yeah. You want to talk about your game first? or? Sure. Okay. So, um, it wasn't too long after we had walked in, really. It was one of the first booths we stopped at. Yeah. Um, they had, like, a little uh, section of Japanese um, Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. And I really like the boxes for Japanese Game Boy games. I love the boxes, yeah. So they had like a whole bunch of them. And I found one for one of the first Atelier games. Um, Atelier Ellie is a sequel Mm -hmm. to Atelier Marie. Yeah. Um, And it was just there. It's Japanese. It was 40 bucks. And I was like, oh, I'll think about it and I'll come back. I found another booth that was selling it um, for $2 less, but the box was dented up. And I was like, I should just go back and buy the first one. Yeah. Because even though I, I don't plan on playing it, it is just a fun thing to have in my collection. Yeah. Um, and also, it's it's semi-harmless because it's in Japanese. Right. And something interesting about it is that on the back of the instruction manual, whoever, like, must have played it originally, like, jotted down notes. Yeah, that was like, cool. Like, in Japanese. Um, <laughs> and I had Russell send a picture to our friend who's, like, semi-fluent in Japanese. He hasn't gotten back to us on what it says. So maybe bring that up again. Yeah. Because I really want to know. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll... Uh, Russell will put up a picture of it here. If you speak Japanese, let me know what it says. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the game that I bought. There was other stuff that I was like kind of looking for. Like I was trying to help you find Quest 64. Yeah, but that was kind of a joke. And I eventually had to tell you, like, Lauren, I'm I'm really just joking. Oh, yeah. Because I found a complete <laughs> box version of it for like $125. And I was like, Lauren, there's like that is the last game I would expect it to be $120. Yeah. Um, Nobody likes that game. <laughs> it's a joke yeah and i was also trying to help you find cooking mom games but we couldn't find any i found cooking mama 4 well yes but other than that we couldn't find any yeah that i didn't have yeah and i was also somewhat disappointed that at all the ones all the other stations or booths or whatever you want to call them that had uh japanese game boy games yeah. i didn't find atelier marie anywhere i, thought I don't it think they nice. made marie for a game boy they did mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah Oh, well, damn. Yeah. Uh, All right, so I got... um, The first thing that I bought was a few games from an artist. I forgot who the artist was. I didn't get a business card or anything, which is... Oops. (laughs) They did, like, um, small pillows of, like, VTubers. Yeah, they did, like, little pillows. Yeah. Yeah. But um, she was selling some of her, like, personal collection. Yeah. And the prices weren't bad. No, the prices were... They were, like, normal. Regular. And I was like... All right, I'm going to definitely buy some games from her because she was selling some Pokemon games. And she even said, like, batteries old and stuff. Like, it was the most honest seller at the whole convention yeah. was this this artist who, I swear to God, I really wish I got her, like, business card. Uh, but I didn't. Maybe I can try and find it. Figure it out, yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, I'm going to buy some stuff. So I got Professor Layton and the Curious Village. Yeah. And the Unwound Future. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, most positive experience I had, I could have left right after that and been fine yeah because she opened up the cases for me and showed me the pinouts for both mm-hmm. of the things and i was like oh uh yeah that looks like you never played it <laughs> <laughs> did you say that no i didn't say that i was like yeah that looks perfect <laughs> yeah i remember you so, being surprised that she showed you that because she like yeah. opened it and like held it out and i was like is she like oh wow i was like what is she doing but she was like showing you that it wasn't like corroded or anything yeah which i thought was really cute and like the the manuals in the case and stuff yeah and i was like okay i like this person like i don't think i saw any other booth no. doing anything like that and every time i went to a booth where i was like do i want to get a game boy or like a japanese something 
uh, someone would be coming back returning something that they tried to hook up to their hotel mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Now, granted, it might have just been the hotel. Yeah. But, like, it was like an omen where I was like, I'm not buying a console here. I'm not buying a console here from anyone. Part of me wishes that I had gotten a rose gold DS while we were there. But it might not have worked. I could have asked. Yeah, I guess. Can I see it working? Yeah. Um, But I digress. Um. Because I, I brought it up while we were there, but I my first DS was yeah. a rose gold DS Lite that I got for Christmas one year. Like, my parents kind of just haphazardly, like, half thought out, took us to Best Buy, like, right before Christmas. And they're like, pick out which DS you want and pick out two games. Yeah. So I got the rose gold DS Lite. Mm-hmm. I think my brother got just, like, a silver one. Cool. Um, And I got Pokemon Diamond and... I don't remember the other game that I got. Um, we had a pretty sizable collection of DS games, though. That's nice. But I digress. So I kind of wish I had gotten one for nostalgia's sake, but I do have a 3DS XL, so I don't really need a DS. You don't need it. Yeah. I want a DSi XL. <laughs> it would have been nice, though, so that I could have had the Game Boy cartridge, though, if I wanted to play a Game Boy game. I mean, I have two DS lights. Yeah, it's just not the right color of pink. I mean, that's I don't care about that. Okay. I just don't like using your stuff. Oh, that, that wasn't even mine. I bought it from someone at a flea market for $5 at, when I was at technical school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never played it. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so uh, I got the two uh, latent games, which I plan on playing for the podcast, not for the podcast, but talking about mm-hmm. and playing soon. Like, I have my DS charging. Yeah. Oh, you do. I would um, also like to play them to see if I'm good at puzzle games, because I don't think I am, but I should find out if I I'm, actually am I can not. guarantee I'm going to look up some answers for that game. The, the story in the I know the story kind of of the first one, mm-hmm. but I know the story of the games is pretty crazy. And then we found another vendor who was selling uh, the second game in the series. Series, yeah, because she had all price. three, but somebody already already bought the one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we found a vendor who was actually selling it for a reasonable mm-hmm. price, but it was on Sunday, and I'm pretty sure some of the prices went down on Sunday. I don't know. Maybe they did. Oh. And, and I got Cooking Mama 4. Going back to that one booth that we were at where you bought the two of them. Yeah. She also had like a, a like a, it looked like it was still sealed. Yeah. Or like new, um, new 3DS, like the Yoshi Oh, the, the Yoshi, the Yoshi like for Mario World. Yeah. Yeah. She was only selling it for like $160. $160. Yeah. So. In the box. Yeah. Part of me at that moment was like. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a new 3D, a new DS, whatever it's called. A new 3DS XL? Yes. Because you've talked before about how you wish you had another one. Yeah. So that could have been a good opportunity. Because I also like how you can change the faceplates. I just think You can't on that, that one. That one's the big one. That's the little one? Poop! Only the little one you can change the faceplates well, on. Well, anyways, it would I'd take fun. a bigger screen any day. Yeah. It would have been a nice <laughs> opportunity. Maybe we can find her online or something. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel so bad. sell it to us. Um, or not. I don't know. Let's track that one vendor down. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's pretty much all we got at Too Many Games. Mm-hmm. Um, that was worthwhile. I, I Probably the lowest amount of money I spent there, just because everything that I would have wanted to get was so out of reach. Yeah, there wasn't too much I was going there really looking to find other than yeah. helping you get stuff. I bought stickers and cute stuff and washi yeah. tape. From, you got some art stuff. From the artists that were there. Um, Good for you. Yeah, support small artists. Um. I wish that there had been more Final Fantasy VII stuff, but I did get Miss Cloud, so that's something. You picked I just, up the Buster Sword. I, I picked up the Buster Sword. You didn't get the Buster Sword, though, but you picked it up. I didn't get it. Next year, I will. When I do the cosplay, I'll buy the smaller <laughs> Buster Sword, and I'll strap it to my back. Cool. 
Awesome. So, um, and well, we I'm, had a nice weekend. Other than that, yeah. Was, <laughs> other was, than the convention we went to, sorry. Other than like the bad parts of the convention, other than the sucky parts. It of the was convention. still it was still fun to go. I definitely mm. think I'm just gonna go on Sunday next year. Yeah, I'll probably do the same thing. Because when you we really think about it, much. I paid a premium to get in there. Mm-hmm. So you add ninety dollars to the price, or divide ninety dollars and add it to the price of every game I bought. I think I broke even. No, I didn't. Mm. Um. Well, because I I was just buying like small artist stuff. And yeah. It's usually, like I wouldn't say it's expensive, but it's this. Worth. This was like the year that I was like, I'm going digital mm. for everything. Yeah. But maybe not the Switch. Mm. I can't. I can't really let go of the Switch until I know. That my digital games will come over to the new console, mm-hmm. but um, I was like, I'm, I'm think I might be done with this. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't uh, worth my time anymore. Should we talk about the other con we might be going to this year? Yeah, we might go to Otakon. Yeah, we're thinking about going to Otakon for a day, because um, we have a friend who's going to have a booth there. Yeah, so it would be fun to go see her. And um, it, like, apparently, we're like getting a big party together now. Apparently, yeah, because now John wants to go. And one of her other friends is thinking about going. Yeah. But she was thinking about going Friday. So I got her number. She hasn't texted me back. But, um, so I asked her if she'd be interested in joining us on Saturday. Yeah. And going with us. We'll so see. We'll have to see. I think it would be fun. It would be a very long day. It would, I would almost consider getting a hotel. Oh, good luck. Um, well, not in D.C. Yeah. Maybe somewhere, like, on the way back. Because it's like a three of three-hour drive to dc from here yeah and we're planning on getting there early being just outside of dc and taking a metro in yeah um and then walking to it so it's gonna be a very long exhausting day yeah it should be fun yeah all right cool um well uh anything else you want to talk about or do you think we've we've covered enough on the podcast this week yeah there's not too much else i can think of i played more final fantasy 7 you did but other but than that, you already talked about that enough yeah <laughs> it's I'll, weird recording it a day later yeah i'll continue to talk about it i also realized last night after we were done recording how we've talked about before when i play a game i'll like go really hard at it yeah if i really want to play it so i guess i'm doing that like how i did with verona at first yeah um but you know what you can continue talking about your final fantasy story because there's more to talk about Mm-hmm. so I don't think people will mind. I don't think Will well, will mind. Well, and also the next time an episode will be posted is in like two weeks. So Yeah, so you might be done with it. I might beat it by then. Yeah. I might be getting whatever this is that Russell said he's going to get me. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's our podcast. Uh, next week should be, or next episode, I keep saying next week, mm-hmm. should be something interesting. We might have like a huge guest not not a huge guest star but like a couple people on just by happenstance for like a part of it a couple yeah will might come over oh, or join oh, okay. for the thing too but, but i guess if that happens, we're also we yeah we're also relying mind. on tyler so he has to show up yeah that's that's the real crux <laughs> so, uh, and we had to watch a movie and record but um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it for for this time. This is probably going to be the longest podcast we ever did. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, everybody likes the new format of of having a podcast to listen to for half your workday or a quarter of your workday. Um, I for the I, length of Titanic. For the length of Titanic, yeah. Um, 
I left a Titanic crater in this chair from mm-hmm. sitting on it so long. Even Did you know? It was two days. Speaking of Titanic again, yeah, I remember at one point there was like a, a video put out on YouTube of um, like the time span of all the events that would have happened during the Titanic. You know what I mean? Like it starts. Oh, like in the world while it was down there. No. What? Hold on. Let me explain. So like it starts, um, and like it like briefly describes what happened during the Titanic, but then like it starts when it hits the iceberg, and then it's like real time oh, going on. Okay. With what happened. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's like the four hours of like what happened during the Titanic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awful. Don't go on cruise ships, everybody. Don't go on a cruise. But go to Asteroid City. You might see an alien. You'll see a funny alien. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's about all the steam I have in me tonight. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.